now or never, I guess. <laughs> What's happening for him? Does anybody remember <laughs> that guy, Ray William Johnson? Oh, that's a little bit, it was. yeah. It kind of sounded familiar. Great channel, classic. Yeah, classic. The best. Uh, we're Sardonic Cast. Uh, I'm Adam from Your Movie Sucks. Who's Who's with me? Nobody. Ralph, come on. <laughs> you go next. I was I was I was being silent so you could go. Wow, what a we should have coordinated I'm this. Ralph. <laughs> we <laughs> we, did, we didn't really no. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't really plan this. I'm Ralph this the out. movie maker. I'm Ralph the movie maker. Hello. Oh. YouTube.com slash Ralph the Movie Maker. Now you go, you fuckhead. And I'm Alex from I Hate Everything. Do you, um... Fuck you, Ralph. Do you have, Alex, do you ever find it odd that there's a YouTuber named I'm Alex when you say I'm Alex? Do you feel like you're kind of stealing that? Uh, no, because I was Alex first. Yeah, but you weren't I'm Alex. Well... Now you can just you say know. me name Alex. Me, me Alex. Yeah. The point is we're not good at starting these things. Yeah. Anyway, uh, especially today, because I'm hungover as <laughs> shit. Today. I'm terribly hungover. Uh, and, you know, it, it, I, I thought we had <laughs> things planned out, you know? <laughs> um, yeah, Ralph. I don't... Uh, well, I can explain my end. Go yes. on, Ralph. Okay, so we usually record these things on the Tuesday before we post them. And today is President's Day, which is a Monday. And all the classes mm. I had on Monday are now moved to Tuesday which is like usual recording time. So I text everyone three o'clock in the morning when I realize this and I'm like halfway high. Like, <laughs> halfway high. Yo guys, we got to record tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> is that cool with you? Whoops. And Alex is like, what? I wasn't the angry one. It was Adam. Hey, whoa. Absolutely. Don't, don't interpret anger from my, from my text. <laughs> you know, there's you so much left up. And you said, oh, geez. Well, I was shit like, I gotta get some fucking that, sleep. That's not, that's not anger. That's despair. <laughs> that, okay. that was just yeah. sadness. Just worry. And I'm pretty sure I didn't say fuck. I said fuck with several G's in a okay, row. You're right. you're just right. like you're 12 right. G's. Um, <laughs> let me, let me look up this Twitter comment. So you start. All you right. Start so, talking. I mean, I, <laughs> I, every, every Sunday I do my Twitch stream and I play yeah. video games and I usually get drunk. Um, I don't usually stay up as late as I did last night. Um, I wound up, I, I started uh, playing Pokemon Blue for the stream, and it's such a nostalgic game for me. It is so close to my heart. It's the really? first game that I've ever owned. Straight out oh, of my weird. childhood, and I was having so much fucking fun playing the game. <laughs> and then I didn't even realize it until I noticed the sun was out. I was like, "What? A, wait a minute, it's seven in the morning. <laughs> And then I, I'm, I'm really? about to go to bed, and I look at my phone. <laughs> I'm like, uh-oh. We can't really record oh, any other day other okay. than in, you know, five, six hours from now. <laughs> I'm reading this. So I chugged, uh, I chugged some Powerades. I uh, microwaved two bowls of ramen and just <laughs> scarfed it all down. <laughs> and now I'm here. <laughs> And Jesus, I'm how fucked good. is your sleep schedule? Um, let's not get into that. <laughs> it I mean, like it's just totally. I'm glad. I'm glad that up. I broke. I, I I'm glad that I didn't sleep in today because that means that it'll probably be easier to fall asleep tonight. So that's true. We're good. Yeah, this is uh, technically that's good. Episode two, starting off with a bang on a flying start. Yeah, yeah, we're a mess. So if 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 it sounds like. If it sounds like somebody's dying in my room, it's probably me. Uh, <laughs> you just hear like hacking, 
hacking noises like <laughs> yeah that's uh it's just what i'm what i'm going through anyway what's on the agenda today everybody um well on agenda dude. i know it's on the the gay agenda but oh okay let's not talk about that um <laughs> what we should talk about is episode one of the previous podcast we're gonna get so fucking meta that we're just basically going to be providing commentary on our commentary um wow. how do you think episode one do- went <laughs> uh, we're gonna do this every week. But yeah, we're just gonna review the previous <laughs> only, episode. Yeah. That's all we're gonna but, talk about. <laughs> you you know what? For our first episode, podcast. I think we did. I think we did really good. I think the main complaints were Adam spoke too much, mm-hmm. Alex spoke too little, and I'm annoying. <laughs> Those were the three. But I think for the most part, we we gelled pretty well. I gotta say, I think we do better than most podcasts that have mm. been on for a couple of years. Dare I say? Yeah, I got to say the first episode, in my opinion, was was pretty good, pretty stellar. Mm-hmm. You know, tip top stuff. What would you rate it out of ten? Uh, <laughs> a an A plus. An A plus. Mm. Wow, you couldn't even go with the number rating. <laughs> wow, bastard! <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna die on this hill. I'm sorry. <laughs> good. <laughs> um, what did you think, Adam? Well, first of all, I just want to address you using the word. Did Did you just use the word gelling? We were gelling. We gelled pretty well. That just reminded me of that gelled. old ad campaign for like Dr. Scholl's gels. They had all these people going, "You gelling? I'm gelling." One know of those what fucking fuck talking about what you want about campaign. Some weird Canadian. <laughs> what Dude, you want about you goddamn Canadian? <laughs> 90s 90s kids will remember this, okay? 90s um, Canadian kids. But yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's not important. Um yeah, I, I think I think episode 1 went pretty well. Uh I I agree that I talked too much, which is why even before we published anything, I cut out like an hour of the episode, as you can see in the bonus episode, because it was literally just yeah. me talking. And um, part of that is is due to just me being, you know, opinionated on everything. And part of that is also due to the fact that we were talking about Oscar movies and I saw the vast majority of them. And Alex yeah, it's barely the saw matter, mainly. We yeah, we couldn't add so, anything to the conversation. Yeah, really. I tried to. I like, tried to. Everything you said, mostly Adam, is is exactly what I thought. And Alex hadn't yeah. seen most of them. He saw Boss Baby, of course, but fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you. <laughs> you know the good ones. We could barely talk about. Yeah, I saw a nice comment that said um, the the podcast would be great if you didn't have that. I hate everything going on there. Oh yeah, there were quite a few of those. Like, can yeah. someone make a fan edit of cutting out Alex or cutting out Ralph or you know, oh. like a bunch of shit like that? I. I have a correction to make about episode one. I oh, really? I said something that was wrong, and it's very serious. I okay. I confused the word inhibit with exhibit, and so <laughs> when I said the context? our our channels, I said our channels inhibit sardonicism. When I meant to say that our channels exhibit sardonicism. Which, uh, so I basically said this the because opposite. of comments. It was like only one person noticed it, but I found that comment. I was like, oh my God, I did <laughs> yeah. fuck up the English language, right? As no one noticed we it until about. you said it. Yeah. yeah. Our no, audience are fucking gonna... like eight year olds. They no. don't know. <laughs> I, just, I, think, I think it was clear what I was trying to say that nobody noticed. And also, I just, I, I don't want to um, accidentally give people uh, wrong definitions of words. I think that language is very important. So I just don't yeah. want some somebody who's not that fluent in the English language to, you know, go up to their friends and be like, yeah, we totally inhibit this and then get laughed That's at 
by all of their you employees who are you like, yo, dude. Mistakes. Could you could you imagine being bullied over improper usage of the English language like that? Could you imagine? <laughs> I got bullied all the time because of that. Oh. It well, wasn't because of my looks or my weight. It was like I used words wrong. I think I did the exact same thing you did. I used exhibit instead of inhibit, and the kids just bullied me. X, yeah. X to the Z? X going to give it to you? Mm-hmm. Mm. Going to deliver to you. This is this is nothing what we're discussing right now. Yeah, this is. I mean, but that's fine. This is the a problem thing. out of nothing. No, <laughs> yeah. One person noticed this. One. I was being a bit sarcastic when I said it was a super serious thing. Mm. You know, when you make a mistake and you've already posted a video and it's already mm. too late by then, like a spelling mistake or just something really minor. It's like, oh, no. you know what? There's there's obviously mistakes in my videos that I'm embarrassed about here and there. Yeah. But I don't think I've ever made a spelling mistake. I think I I I'm very proud of myself for not spelling anything incorrectly in my really, videos. Really? I don't never think once. I've ever done that. Cuz I look I make sure and I look over it every single time cuz I I expect myself to make a spelling mistake and sometimes I do, yeah. but I catch it in the editing process while I'm still going over it. Oh, someone's totally going to find one. Reddit, get on it. Yeah. yeah. Watch all my videos. <laughs> I, I Everybody watch all, all my videos right now. <laughs> Look for spelling mistakes. I make mistakes. I think every video is spelling errors. Sometimes I read things just wrong. I kind of made a thing out of it where I just kind of don't give a fuck anymore. And if I'm wrong, I just, there's some commenter says something and everyone likes it. I go, okay, so there's your correction. I don't really care mm. anymore. It's okay to make mistakes every now yeah, and again. It you is. Know, it's it's like, the best way to learn. every video. When you're a critic and you bring up points and they're, you're just not correct, I do that all the time. Yeah, I don't care. all the time. Every every one of your videos, right? Mm-hmm. Especially that Black Panther review. Yeah. Speaking of, if you'd like to get into it, um, yeah, I'd like to discuss. Let's do it. Some of the BS. First of Ooh, all, mama. Adam and I have posted our reviews on Black Panther. We got we trending, hate it, right? Yeah, we both got trending. I think, I think you it was got only in the UK. Seven, and I got six, or you got six, and I got seven. Some shit like yeah. that. We're taking over. Ironically, in the UK. Yeah, we're taking over Britain, dude. <laughs> yeah, her. Monopoly. <laughs> and, uh, God, what was I going to say? Basically, <laughs> we both thought it was a 5 out of 10. And yeah. everyone thinks, you know, we hated it. Or Well. Or I think I think we both agree. First of all, it's not your kind of movie from what I Obviously. Heard, from what I know about <laughs> you. It's my kind of movie. I thought it was okay. We both gave it a 5. What but you- I am curious as to what a little Brit bong over here thinks. Stop calling me that. Black pa- <laughs> yeah. No, I like it. I like the um, okay, I haven't seen ahead. a Marvel movie in the cinemas oh. since... Oh, I thought that was the end of your sentence. <laughs> no, no. Since Civil War, um, I've been oh. so disinterested. But just the zeitgeist around this movie made me want to hop on down and go see it. And you know what? I... <laughs> I was, I was bored out of my mind, and I wish I didn't go and see it. <laughs> you know, I happily would have just watched it at home. Wow. Where I could okay. have paused it. Good on you for not uh, not seeing Marvel movies in theaters as often. Because I just... <laughs> I don't know. It's it's uh, it's really oversaturated. Yeah, I guess. But, like, it's cool people are finding something to enjoy in it. But, personally, I, I, I just found it to be this year's Wonder Woman in terms of superhero movies. Out of everything I am personally looking for out of a superhero movie, I got none of the things that I'm that I'm after. You know, be it amazing action or fun character moments and, and a somewhat interesting story. I I just didn't get any of it. I I, I was so disinterested, and <laughs> we'll get into it. I'm sure in more detail. But 
Yeah. Would you say you liked it less than us, or would you say it's about average? Like, <sighs> I mean, if I was trying to be objective, I would say I'm pretty much on the same page, but some of the things, like, when I think about it, I, I just really didn't enjoy the movie. Like, I, I don't want to lie and say, <laughs> yeah, it was great. I agree with everyone else, but I, I just didn't. I, I was bored. You know, yeah, I, I, there was a certain point where I was like, I'm so disinterested. I kind of want to leave. If I, if I was watching this at home for the first time, I probably would have turned it off because I was so, so bored. Yeah. Like, I just, it, it, I don't know. It just didn't work for me at all. Is, um, <laughs> is, I, I guess, is this a spoiler discussion right now? This can be. Why um, not? Well, not. not is there anything quite yet. that we? Is there anything that uh, you want to say that is spoilery? Because I can pretty much, you know, describe all my criticisms without really spoiling the film. I don't know if you guys have. Yeah, me too. Kind of spoilery. Yeah, I think I'm the same. Or not. Okay. Yeah. 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 No. No spoilers here, folks. We're just gonna talk about what we didn't like, but yeah. no spoilers. Unless you consider, you know, the line. What are those to be a spoiler that that's in the movie? <laughs> I think that was the moment, by the way, that I just wanted to leave. <laughs> that's pretty I, early on. I was on. picturing you watching that, yeah, and just oh. going, ugh. There's no, like, that's not... I confused it with the damn Daniel thing. I thought that was yeah, the same did. meme. It's basically like, the Alex, same meme. Da- <laughs> basically. It's, ba- it's pointing at someone's shoes. <laughs> yeah. The meme. But I would say I'm more of a fan of Marvel than you two, you know, and I've seen yeah. all of these movies. I've seen can, them all. No, you haven't. You said the last no, one you saw was I have, No, I didn't go the to theaters. the cinema to see them. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. I've still seen them all. I just wanted okay. to wait till I could watch it in the comfort of my own home. Ralph, Damn, a, okay. a cinema is the British word for a movie theater? I don't yeah. know. Oh, okay. The cinema. I go yeah, to the theater. That's what he meant. I don't know what you thought he was saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I thought it was... Average, if not less than average, considering what it is, even considering what it is, as someone who likes these movies, I still thought, eh. You know, the only reason I really wanted to see it was because, wow, like, people are loving this film. They're yeah. getting a lot of praise, <laughs> and I'm thinking, oh, oh, great, I'm going to go see a refreshing superhero movie that's going to show me something new, and I wasn't shown anything new, I was shown a Marvel movie. Yeah, that's how I felt with Wonder Woman, and I saw it, and I'm like, yeah, exactly. wow, DC yeah, finally, they finally did it, and no, they didn't. The problem is, people were loving it before it was even released. Yeah. That's, I mean, yeah, that's people it. people decided they would love it before they've even seen it. Like, they people were trashing yeah. that one guy who broke the 100% Rotten Tomatoes score before the movie yeah. was even out. It's like, what if it's, the movie so is ridiculous. not absolutely flawless, you know? <laughs> Have you considered that? Armand White? Uh, Armand White who no, actually, that was, that was the biggest surprise, is that it wasn't Armand White. The biggest surprise for me was that I read Armand White's review out of curiosity, and I kind of agree with him on certain things. Oh, really? I think there were there were some people calling it Shakespearean and politically like amazing or like it had a profound message about politics and I didn't agree with either of those things. I thought the characters were so simplistic and and dumb. Uh, mm-hmm. There is the kid from Get Out. What was his name? I forgot the actor's name. Well, the lead actor, uh, the, the lead Cal- actor, Kaluuya. In Get Out. Daniel Kal- yes. Kaluuya or whatever yeah. his name is. Who I think is good. I think he was good in the movie, but his character was so like he was kind oh, of pointless. I've friends with yeah, I've been friends with Black Panther for so long, but he's gonna he's gonna find Andy Circus for me, right, and bring him back. Yeah, you yeah. kind of just see him thrown in there. Exactly, things don't really work out, and then he goes, Black Panther, I hate you now, and it's like, wow, what a what a simplistic character. You just throw away all that history that this character could have had <laughs> over one thing that hardly even matters, and that's how I felt about everybody. The, um, I mean, I don't know if you'd consider that a spoiler, but... I don't even know what, what I would consider a spoiler for this movie. 
I don't even remember. Yeah, Everything's so say, predictable. I mean, what is there to even spoil? I mean, yeah. okay. If anybody, I, I'm gonna. I guess I'm gonna get a little spoilery, but I don't even consider this to be a spoiler. Like, no. I, I think I should be allowed to to talk about how they pretend the main character dies for like 20 minutes. <laughs> like, <laughs> that was like, the worst. Okay, well, I know he's gonna be in the next Avengers. Right, <laughs> like, he's in the trailer. Like, he's in the trailer for the next one. You, there's, there's nobody who seriously thought, oh no, he's dead. The, 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 you can't spoil that he's not dead. It's and it's yeah. funny just how they, they, they try to play it that way, completely unironically. They're like, yes, he's seriously dead in the film. Like the tone is pretending that, but it's like I'm not stupid. Like how stupid do you think yeah. people are? Yeah, that's dumb. But the worst part is he's gone from the movie for 20 minutes. And yeah, it's like I came here. I came to this movie to see him, not these boring side characters. Yeah, this and is a character bit... who really needs development. You know, yeah. he need, we like, need he to learn hardly, about him. He hardly struggles in the movie. Like I, yeah. I was picturing a Dark Knight Rises kind of thing where he mm-hmm. he fails and he has to you know train yeah, harder and rise up and and heal himself. But instead, we don't see any of that. He's just like lying in a ditch somewhere, and they give him some cocaine, and he's better. You know, I was getting <laughs> flashbacks to um. Man of Steel at points because you know in the action scenes in that movie where there's just two invincible people just like punching each other and there's like no tension or anything and the whole like for the whole final like action sequence I was just like where's the tension that they're both just two ultimate you know super powered guys that just can't take damage really I was just so uninvested I can't believe I forgot to mention this in my video they had those hologram things that were made out of sand or whatever that was so That was yeah. That was so stupid. It was stupid what? in Man of Steel. They, they would like these holograms would come up of people while you're talking to them, and they're like made out of sand, oh. and it looks so dumb. And it's I like, why remember. not just have like them? You don't even remember that? This, <laughs> like, I'm... why don't you just voice communicate with them? It looks, it looks, it looks better. It doesn't look as stupid. You save money. I don't, I don't understand even, these studios. I don't remember. <laughs> I honestly don't remember. There's so much of that movie that I was, I just felt kind of yeah, zoned out I saw out it two for. days ago, and I can barely remember anything you, about it. Do you remember it. the CGI rhino? Yes, I very much do remember that. I had <laughs> to hide my laughter boy. because I thought it was so <laughs> oh, stupid. Oh, my God. It was Ugh. such a big boy. Big boy. <laughs> no, but like, if, if you're going into one of these films that has a hundreds of millions of dollar budget, um, you're expecting at the very least the, the top, the best kind of special effects, you know? And I was so disappointed yeah. by by visually how this film looked. Like it, it, it makes me question why these Marvel films just aren't animated because they have yeah. to make everything try and look, you know, photorealistic. But they can never quite achieve it unless it's Iron Man, who's made out of metal, which is a lot easier it's, to. I, like I like the production design of it in terms of the colors and. Everything. I like it in theory, the design, but in, practice. in theory, exactly. That's how I felt about everything in terms of every element of it. Yeah. It's like, in theory, I should like this, but they spend no time developing any of it, including the effects, which they barely... They did, like, one render pass-through on it. <laughs> yeah. I think you said in your video it looked like a PS2 game towards oh, the end. Did. And I was it like, reminded me that's of exactly what I was thinking. Again. Excuse yeah. me. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> I, just, I had to release a demon. <laughs> Say what you want about other Marvel movies, but at the very least, a lot of them have some really fun, creative action sequences. I think of Iron Man, Sometimes. the way his 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 suit is utilized for like creative action scenes. Yeah, at yeah. I was hoping for that kind of thing with Black Panther. Yeah, yeah. It depends on the movie, but the action's usually exciting. Ant Man. That's the only good thing about it is the action, and same thing with Doctor yeah. Strange. I was kind of. I mean, I know nothing about the character. I'm not like a comic book nerd, right? No, me neither. And I, but I was kind of hoping for some, you know, 
some some cat like action sequences sort of thing. Not like Catwoman, obviously a masterpiece, <laughs> but mm-hmm. you know something. I don't know. He didn't really do much that was related to his superhero persona in terms of fighting no. in the action sequences. It was kind of like he might as well just be wearing any kind of costume. He didn't really do anything that justified him being a panther. Exactly. No. Well, they gave his suit, like, one kind of interesting concept and, like, power. And they set it up, and then they just use it, like, two more times to do the exact same thing with no, you know, fun choreography or creativity. Use your claws more. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I think the point is, we we all, we don't hate this movie. And I'm perfectly happy that other people enjoyed it. So I don't want to come across like that. that Yeah, I think it's cool that... You know, that yeah. it's what it represents is good, but I, I don't think the actual film itself is, is that great, Absolutely. you know? I'm just waiting for them to make a better movie with the same concept. Yeah. I think I think the, yeah. the fault comes with the script, mostly. I think if it had a better story and better written characters, it would be a better movie. I don't want people to think that I'm trying to, like, take away their experience of this being, you know, a monumental moment for uh, representation in you know film history but to me it's like i don't know that it's it's i kind of feel the way i would if hillary clinton was the first woman president you know (laughs) yeah Uh it's it's like (laughs) he's canadian keep in mind yeah i'm i'm canadian (laughs) i just (laughs) i we've already had a female prime minister by the way i didn't even know that until i looked it up but anyway i just like black panther it's it's another dumb, boring Marvel movie. It's nothing special, and that's I I just the hype surrounding it and the insistence of its role in politics over what the quality of the actual film is. It just feels so manufactured by mm-hmm. uh, and perpetuated by these companies that are making money off of it, and that's why I'm just a little you know a little iffy on it. Yeah, because that works me too. it just it seems like a money thing, which is. You know, Wonder Woman kind of had similar issues. Yeah. In terms well, some of people like... are treating it as if it's important, you know, and there are certain aspects that are important, but it's it's totally ignoring the film. It's it's ascending the film into something that I would argue it perhaps isn't when you exactly. really try and look at it with a critical like eye. Yeah, especially if you're a critic, I feel like you it's your responsibility to put that shit aside and just focus mm-hmm. on the filmmaking itself. And, you know, yeah. I think whether the movie's good or bad is kind of irrelevant in some ways at this point. And it makes me like look at movies that got great reviews like Moonlight or or Mad Max Fury Road. I'm like did did they think this was a great movie like I did or were they just on board with the fact of what this movie represents? The agenda, did they like yeah. the fact that it was an like an all female cast in Mad Max Fury Road or did they like it cuz it's a great movie? And I don't even know anymore. That's a big issue and you know, you know what? Every critic that injects politics into their reviews of the film in a way that it supersedes the actual film itself. They are all yeah. verified on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they, you're they, absolutely right. I mean, they're they're considered to be worthwhile opinions, and they affect the market. They affect people's they expectations. Do. And the the you, voice. You mentioned uh, you mentioned Armand White. Um, I've gone through a lot of his reviews just because he's a fascinating character. And it's it's mm-hmm. funny just to to look at how against the grain he is when it comes to uh, whether he liked the film or not. He, like he loves shitty Adam Sandler movies. He loves those. Yeah. But then anything that's universally loved that you think everybody would love, he just hates. 
And then and and so I didn't <laughs> want to just leave it as a um I don't want to understand him or anything. I went and I and I uh, read through a bunch of his reviews, and the impression that I I get from him is that he very much puts politics into the reasoning for why he would enjoy a movie or not. And he he seems to be fairly conservative. And so if anything doesn't align with his conservative beliefs in a film, he just is like, this is a bad movie. Like, I, th- I read his review for Dunkirk. He was like, this sucks because it wasn't as patriotic as it should have been. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. It was so strange. What a way to <laughs> like, do that? You're, ta- you're talking about, you know, the film, right? Like, what, what do you have to say about the acting or the cinematography yeah. yeah like what are you doing but i mean politics politics do come and play a little bit with a movie because if a movie advocates fucking i don't know mass genocide or something then then you should talk <laughs> about the politics of it right but well it depends i think you gotta you gotta draw the line I mean, somewhere i mean i'm not saying don't ever talk about the politics like i talked about the politics oh, in yeah. black panther but it shouldn't shouldn't yeah. make the difference between whether a film is good or not you know, technically should, well made or not. Yeah, I, yeah. If you if you disagree with the message in a film, it shouldn't make you be like, okay, therefore it was a poorly shot film with terrible acting or anything like that. You know, that's that's what I'm trying to yeah, judge, and that's I just that's get hard. so confused. Like, what if what if someone makes a movie where Nazis are like the protagonists and they're viewed as heroes? That would be very go, fascinating. I would I would it would love be to fascinating, but like I would that. go like, what the? I mean, you you, you jerk off Michael Haneke all the time. And I saw this video of Michael Haneke. I don't even know if I'm saying his name right. I think he. Well, you say it. it. You say it in the way that people could search his name up after. And I say it in a way that's still probably pronounced wrong, but people have no idea what <laughs> yeah. I'm saying. We, we, so. We're trying, okay? Yeah. We're trying Michael Haneke. But he was talking about how Schindler's List was an offensive movie to him, or something like that, because it it yeah. took the holocaust and made entertainment out of it mm. i mean obviously it's not entertaining He's... like a marvel movie but it is in some sense cathartic entertainment you know yeah. because you are getting some kind of enjoyment out of watching the holocaust he... obviously you're not enjoying it in that way but i mean i mean yeah i guess so but that's more like that when we're talking about schindler's list like that's that's like an unintentional kind of um way of of viewing it you know like that's not steven spielberg never had those thoughts in his head when he made it um oh yeah michael hanukkah it's is, respectful is basically mm-hmm. noting an unintended byproduct of of the way it's presented essentially he's my favorite director obviously and he has a lot mm-hmm. of interesting comments on you know the responsibility of filmmakers which i don't know if i fully agree with him on but it doesn't really affect how I view the films that he makes. And it's interesting for him to have that perspective because you can see that it it affects his work and, you know, how he shows violence. And, you know, he's always making very interesting meta commentaries on the audience members themselves, which I love. And so, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I don't I, fully agree with him either on that. I don't it fully is an agree with thing to think about. I don't fully agree with him or disagree with him. When he mm-hmm. talks about, you know, the responsibility of filmmakers. I don't know if, I don't even know if I'm properly uh, representing his argument. So I would, I would encourage everybody to look up some interviews of my favorite director. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Decide for yourself. Interesting Very interesting. Very and smart guy. You could only, you could only get, you know, his films from him. He's not making yeah. anything that could come from somebody else. And that's what I, 
love about him. We kind of segued off of Black Panther. I just want to confirm that. Yeah, there isn't much to say about the actual movie. To say about that it, yeah. Said. Um, I mean, Alex probably has a little more to say because I mean, we have full reviews of Black Panther. Yeah. <laughs> is there anything you want to add, Alex? To this. What is there show? to say? It's another Marvel movie. Yeah, <laughs> and, and it's, like it's it's, it's annoying one. because it's very hard to talk about now without you know angering a large group of people who are yeah. really passionate about it, and it's like. But this, it's just see, made the way it you guys say it. It's, you guys are like, oh, it's another Marvel movie. I look at it as a, from a perspective of a guy who likes watching these movies and can pick out the good qualities of them. And as someone who likes Marvel movies, I just kind of think it's like, eh, whatever. And I'd rather watch Civil War or Winter Soldier or, or Iron but there are Man. Ma- there are Marvel movies I like. I enjoyed Thor Ragnarok. I liked, um, what was the other one? Guardians of the Galaxy 2. <laughs> <laughs> That's the other one. I like them a lot more. There are qualities in that film or those films mm-hmm. that... I was looking for like at least on on par kind of things in Black yeah. Panther, you know. No, it's important. Just, it's not. Those are exceptions. I like this kind of movie, and as a kind of movie that I like, I don't think it succeeds entirely. Yeah, I think in some ways it does. The ones the ones you mentioned are exceptions to the rule. Like, I mean, it's it, this is this is was just the average Marvel movie that people just yeah. overhyped for no reason. It's more of a Thor two or Thor to, or Ant Man. Yeah, to <laughs> me, my my biggest problem was kind of the lack of personality it had like the film the ones i just mentioned the writers and the directors of those films really infused a a noticeable kind of personality into them and i i just didn't really get that from black panther i you know yeah i mean again that's that's it's an exception for you to even tell that it's directed by somebody and not a machine I know, you yeah, know. yeah. It's like it, it's, that's it's nice a, to see. It's a fucking factory movie. It's what it's what Hudarowski was talking about in the Holy Mountain, you know, <laughs> where they paint the butts. Yeah, it's like. This. <laughs> Are you saying Black Panther is like just painted on a butt? That's I. I mean, <laughs> it's it's the concept of like a factory art where it's it's not yeah. about creating something personal, but it's something that comes out of an assembly line, essentially. Oh, That's... someone please make a gif of, like, someone painting the Black Panther logo <laughs> on someone's butt from the Holy Mountain. <laughs> and then sitting on that the canvas. If we're done talking about the Black Panther, we did kind of segue into uh, Rotten Tomatoes, which is something that, yeah. at the end of episode one, I said we would probably talk about in this uh, in this episode. So we kind of we kind of delved into that with uh, talking about Armand White, what what else do you have to say about Rotten Tomatoes? What value do you guys kind of assign to Rotten Tomatoes? I hate it. I think um, it's shit. <laughs> I used to value it a little bit. It? Do you look at it when a film's coming out? I'm giving Rotten Tomatoes a 1 out of 10. <laughs> wow. I'm giving That's it a, a rotten rating, review. But do you guys look at Rotten Tomatoes when, when I, a film's coming out? Do I you... used to every week. Now I hardly ever. I don't, yeah, but I, I've I, never um, looked at it. I look at it because people will, you know, make posts on Reddit and other places of like, wow, this movie's got a 90 blah, blah, blah on Rotten Tomatoes. And so I'm forced to like see a couple things every once in a while, but I don't actively seek it out. I do look at things like Metacritic more often. Um, Mm. I look at Metacritic um, more often than Rotten Tomatoes. I usually don't, but Mm -hmm. let's hear this. Well, so Rotten Tomatoes is a website where it's I always surprise people when I say this. I don't know if you guys know this or not, but there's a lot of people that don't fucking know this. Rotten Tomatoes, the percentage is literally just a percentage of fresh to rotten reviews. So if 100% of critics rate a film 
Six out of ten, it'll get a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm. I am not fucking kidding. That's insane. That's ridiculous. Insane. Whereas Metacritic, Dude, some yeah. ratings, some ratings I saw like it's they gave Black Panther a two out of five, right? Which should be considered lower, and it's considered a positive review. And oh, really? Like a little, oh, a little weird. fresh tomato. I don't know what they're. Like, uh, uh, maybe that was just a mistake that you saw. I don't know. But again, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if <laughs> a lot of their website is inconsistent. But yeah. it's uh, totally. it's not even an algorithm. It's just a ratio that praises mediocrity. So you know, very yeah. easy, inoffensive, passable films get treated like they're the best thing ever on Rotten Tomatoes. Whereas Metacritic actually uses an algorithm and takes the rating into account, the rating from the individual critics. And so the end result is a much more reasonable, accurate kind of uh, assessment of what critics think the film is on Metacritic. I, I completely agree with you. But... It's not. It's, Metacritic isn't perfect. It, it has its problems as well. I didn't say well, it was perfect. It's, 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 I no, said no, it's more reasonable no, no, and no, accurate. Not, <laughs> yeah, but they also have like weighted review scores based on like certain aggregators and stuff. But oh yeah, I mean it is much better than Rotten tomatoes though yes. for sure that's yeah. why i it's where i better. go just to see like the just what kind of this discussion is from critics i go there with like okay what what do the critics think of this movie so i can go in with this, a certain level of expectation yeah mm-hmm. i mean if a movie has a five percent on rotten tomatoes i'm willing to bet it isn't good yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> everybody's very very it, rare know? that that's but, the point where i go like okay maybe we have a point here but uh mm-hmm. i think the main thing is people want they want this there's this vague idea where they want a movie they want to know the success of a movie how successful was this movie and it, yeah. it's one number is the box office rating you know, like how well is it doing in the box office and then the other one is the rotten tomato score because i think rotten tomatoes successfully managed to market themselves as you know you will know from our site if a film is good or not if a film is worth seeing or not and i that that little tomato the little tomato PNG they have on their site is a nice little symbol of that. And I don't think Metacritic has marketed themselves as well. No. They just got that fucking number, you know, which I guess is, I guess it's kind of more unappealing, you know? I'm trying to figure out why Rotten Tomatoes has succeeded where all these other sites have kind of failed, even because, though they do the same thing. Because it simplifies things to the point where exactly. people don't actually have to put any thought into it. It's like, <laughs> yeah. it's spoon-fed bullshit. That's exactly why. It's like, is it is it fresh? Is it rotten? Is good movie or bad movie? That's it. Yeah. It's, it makes right, it so that guys, no one has to think about anything. That's propels mediocrity. Yeah. Put it this way. Have you guys ever been won over, like, in a debate about a film by someone saying, well, look, this is the meta <laughs> score. This is the Rotten Tomatoes uh, score. Of course not. Never. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But so for the Black Panther that. video, I got comments that went, well, it's got 98 on Rotten Tomatoes oh, and it made $200 million. <laughs> so, like, I, I mean, yeah. most people are enjoying But I'm like, that's not the point. Movies are, you can't really measure the success of a movie. And I know people are shocked by that, you know. <laughs> but, like, know. all it comes down to is if you watch it and enjoy it. And there's certain things you can rate, I think. But there, in other ways, it's just, like, it's your own personal thing. And you can't have a giant site come to some conclusion as to how successful a movie is. The whole point of critics is that there are a bunch of them and they all have a different background and a different way of viewing the art. So you find the critics you agree with and disagree with. Yeah. yeah. And you follow them. You don't just go for the by this rounded off score at the end of it all. Yeah. You know what though? 
if it works for some people, if some people do find like their tastes perfectly align with Rotten Tomatoes scores, I guess. <laughs> if it works for you, good on you. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, that's fine. Understand it's what not, it is. It's not, it's not like <laughs> evidence, never though. never don't see a movie because it's got a 70-something on Rotten Tomatoes or a 50-something. Mother, so Darren Aronofsky, 69%. Mother, Antichrist is probably yeah. down there. There's a lot yeah, of, a lot of controversial movies that are awesome. Yeah, Enter the Void, which is one of my favorite movies, mm. has a 70-something. Yeah. You know. Wait, is, is Enter the 70... Void is not for everybody. <laughs> is a 70 considered bad on Rotten no, but it's Tomatoes. like when you see a seventy something, you're like, ah, it's probably okay. Let me watch the new Black Panther. It's got ninety eight, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, no, don't do that. God, like I've I've just never even considered that. Like, if I want to see a movie, I want to see the movie. I don't even think about what number it has attached to it. Oh man, yeah. you know, it's got the worst, probably the worst success rate in terms of being able to recommend uh, what films people will enjoy. Netflix. I hate everything. Oh, that too, but... Yeah, I mean, that's fair. <laughs> Netflix <laughs> is kind of oh, terrible, because they don't even... Like, there's no logic to it. Everybody, you know, people posted on Reddit of, like, why why does it say that I have a 98% chance of enjoying the Emoji movie or some shit? You know, it like, literally yeah. makes no sense. I don't even understand. It says, like, this, this movie is a 98% match. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> I genuinely think they're just manipulating it. I, I like so I don't think it has anything to do with your tastes because there's so much shit that it's like oh you would love this when it's it's like, clearly I wouldn't you know I I rate I, I everything assumed... I see on Netflix there should be some sort of decent suggestions you know like IMDb has like oh if you enjoyed this you then you'll probably yeah. enjoy this like tons of websites are able to do it very competently Netflix just seems to be all over the fucking place I mean I I just assumed it was something to do with. Because they phrase it in a certain way. What is it? A match. You're a match with this movie. Yeah. Like I, Tinder. I assume that's based off... Yeah, yeah, like <laughs> Tinder. Like, based on the things you've watched. And I don't know what kind of stats they track, but there must be some algorithm they use that kind of matches you with other types of people that watch the similar kinds of media and stuff. So they throw up, like, just random shit to see what you're clicking on. I think it's just manipulated. I think they just... Yeah. Re- I think they recommend just things data. that they want more people to to see and they don't really give a shit about whether or not you'll actually enjoy it it's worthless it's a worthless like number it's even more it's worthless like, than a rotten and then you score. click on like some stupid animated movie two o'clock in the morning when you're drunk and then you wake <laughs> up and you have a whole feed of like oh you watch this movie so yeah. we're gonna recommend these hundred other wrong. movies and the feed is there for a month like <laughs> you would like boss baby since you watch this thing three o'clock in the morning <laughs> it's like no i don't want to watch this i love it when youtube does that Oh you're yeah, like, you're too. like searching. You something. click on one video, oh. and then before you know it, all on the right side is just yeah. the same fucking this guy's videos that you don't want to watch. I can only imagine how bad it is for you, Alex, searching up like damn Daniel and shit. <laughs> <laughs> My God, uh, it, it's appalling. It's so bad. <laughs> you know, it just makes the whole website nearly completely unusable. You know, you just have to. It's why I go on Twitter more than anything and, and follow the people's like videos I want to see on there. More I, so um, than anything else. I have a I have a kind of related question that just came out of nowhere. Have you guys have you guys ever um cert- needed to find like an image on Google for a review and then been like, 
I wonder. I wonder if. I wonder if somebody is tracking my search results and just yes, very confused about what I'm <laughs> trying to find here, like <laughs> laughing baby or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I think that all the time. crying children. <laughs> like, oh yeah, I look up. I wonder I look if there's just some Google employee or yeah, yeah. No, I've, like, I've thought that many a time. Doing? All kinds of sick shit. Oh, I tried to buy chips, the the Blu-rays for chips, and I kept getting recommended chips everywhere. Oh, you know, yeah, chips, Amazon does Blu-ray. it as well. Yeah. Every, oh man. Oh, you know, what pisses me off. Like, I love. I, I'm not a. I'm not a huge um, naysayer when it comes to targeted advertising because, in my opinion, it's like, okay, well, I would rather you advertise things to me that I I'm actually interested in rather yeah. than things that I'm not interested in it at all. But I've mm-hmm. noticed this fucking weird trend where I'll get recommended things that I've just bought. And it pisses me off. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'll oh, buy yeah. something, and then all of a sudden I'm getting a bunch of ads for this thing that I just bought. I'm like, can you not tell <laughs> that I bought it? Is that is that not... Are, are we not at that point where this the algorithm can detect whether or not I've actually bought something? Like, you're getting my information somehow. Why are it you seems giving like me a waste more of an ad, doesn't it? Just, yeah. Oh, totally. It's just total waste. I think it's... What they're trying to do is they um they track whether or not you've searched for something or clicked on something or maybe even added it to your cart and they want to get you with an ad again for the people that maybe thought about it and didn't complete their order and yeah, makes you know sense. like they had second thoughts like that's that's a valuable ad right there because you're you know basically twisting their arm and reminding them like ooh you wanted this don't you maybe you're a little drunk right now like <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I think computers are just stupid. I mean, it's the same algorithm that, yeah. like, when you're reviewing something negatively, you're reviewing something negatively, and then an ad comes up on the video, and it's the movie that you're ripping ripping to shreds. You know? Like, you're <laughs> yeah. reviewing the Emoji movie, and then two ads for the Emoji movie yeah. comes up in the middle of the fucking video. I, I just want to point out, I think computers are stupid. Quote, Ralph the Movie Maker, 2018. <laughs> I do. I think they're dumb. I think Skynet's not going to take us over anytime soon. Oh, I'm not I worried think, about that. Uh, a vi- yeah, I'm not. I'm more. Wor- I'm worried more about a virus or a bomb, a nuclear bomb. Oh, like King a Jong-un. like a real virus, like an yeah. airborne virus, not a computer virus. Oh no, not a computer virus. Computers yeah. are stupid. Yeah, virus them all, fuck them up. Wh- Yo, what do you want to ask me, Alex? <laughs> I, I just want to go back to the rotten tomatoes thing. I have something yes. I want to ask Ralph specifically. Rotten tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> it's because in, in the UK we say tomato, we Tomatoes. don't say tomato. So, so oh when, you my have to, God. when you have to keep saying this fucking website name, which I never go on, by the way, I, I don't know which one to say. So I've said, I've just mixed it up and used a mix of, of the both. Tomato, tomato. Yeah, tomato, tomatoes. In Canada, we just call them juicy balls. No, but Ralph, as, yeah. as an up-and-coming filmmaker yourself, do mm. things like Metacritic and Rotten Tomatoes or Tomatoes worry you a bit or or come to your mind i mean personally it doesn't hurt my feelings because i think if you make a movie and no, you're but satisfied does, but with your it, work then yeah i i like who cares what people think of it but <laughs> I'm, I'm not thinking more on that i'm thinking more in terms of well if my film gets a lot of buzz through something like rotten tomatoes or tomatoes rt then juicy balls that's a whole lot more eyes onto mm-hmm. my film that's you know, true. Because, because this, it has a it has a certain level of power. We've we've assigned it a certain level of of power because of yeah, what it's become. Uh, I mean, it's helped. It has helped it, certain uh, smaller movies get noticed. You know, but it, it also depends on the kind of smaller movie you make. Because if you yeah. make a really fucking weird experimental movie, it ain't gonna do well. 
on those sites. Yeah. You know? But at the same token, maybe it does do well, and people who would never see it in the first place will will go see it. So you just don't know. The point yeah. is, the world is a complicated place, and we're all fucked. I agree. And when the inevitable uh, Skynet robot overlords uh, take us all out, I just, I just, I, I welcome their new leadership. It's the next step in our evolution. <laughs> We're screwed, but it's okay. it's okay. And we'll end on that. That's <laughs> <laughs> just the end. Fuck it. I mean, what else is there to say? We're all fucked. Like, who even cares anymore? This... Although we are going to Mars now, so maybe there's some hope. Finally, are we actually? That shit's I don't know. Insane. We actually are. Elon Musk sent his goddamn car to space, but, and it's on Mars right now. That's a huge gap between, you know, colonization. Yeah, but we're on our way. This dude, I saw some TED Talk. It was like TEDx. <laughs> it's not even like the, a good TED Talk. And this guy's like, yeah, I study antimatter. I'm like, antimatter? And he goes, yeah, we, we work in a lab in a nuclear fallout shelter, and we're working on putting antimatter into a rocket. And in 15 years, we'll be in like Alpha Centurion. Before you know it, it'll be like nothing. I don't know. I was like, I was like holy <laughs> shit, we're in the future. Uh, that, I mean, that's a, that's, a, that's a lot of promises. Remember all those fucking projections in the 1960s talking about how we'd have flying cars and shit? And nobody seems yeah, to just think about how impractical that would be. This dude's <laughs> like, we got a gram of antimatter, which is the equivalent of a nuclear bomb. And we're going to use this to power the Earth. This, this gram of anti... I'm like, oh my god, this is going to... My life is going to be so cool. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can't, I'd have to see. Do you guys it. not have anything to add on this? I, just, I think it's a lot of speculation. I mean, I would love to. I, I, you know, good on Elon Musk. I trust him for the most part, but I mean, you, I can, you I can never it. really tell when uh, it's literally just. I, I'm hey, I'm. I'm convinced this guy can do anything, dude. Uh, he wanted to go to Mars, right? So he goes, "I need some money to make a rocket. Let me invent PayPal." And then he makes a billion dollars. And he goes, I need a little more money. Let me let me invent some electric cars. And now he made Tesla and he made like ten billion more dollars. And if he never needs money, he'll just just come up with some random idea and make ten billion more dollars. So I I have complete faith in him. I mean, he almost went bankrupt a couple times, but Oh yeah, because he's crazy. And then he's like, Oh, let me invent an idea. Uh and then he makes money like like that. This nut job. Yeah. You ever speak, see him speak publicly? He can barely fucking talk, but he's. <laughs> oh yeah. Because his brain is, it's like on another plane. His mouth can't keep up. It's like the movie Limitless. You <laughs> would eat those tablets. Yeah, that's what he does. He eats those goddamn tablets that let him access a hundred percent of his brain. <laughs> or it's the movie shit. Lucy. Ugh. Oh yeah, Lucy. Where the movie ends with um, Lucy turning into a hard drive with all the secrets of the universe on it. And they give it to Morgan Freeman. That's kind of funny. I never actually watched either of those movies. You haven't? It's hilarious. You have I to got see a it. lot it's from of the requests. director of Valerian. Come on. I know. Yeah. yeah, this is actually true. I should probably watch it. I got a lot of requests to review it when it came out, but I was just so busy with other shit that by the time I could see it, I was like, eh, the hype has passed. Could have been a good Maybe video. Maybe I have but... a movie to recommend then. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh. Speaking of, would you like to get into our next film discussion, or would you like to would I? a bit more? Oh boy! Yeah, I don't mind. Yeah, let's let's, let's do that. Let's uh, let's bring it bring it on to the next uh, part of the podcast. Uh, this is a spoiler discussion of the film Houseu from hmm. what was it, nineteen seventy seven or something? Yes, 19... yes. yeah, yeah. So. Okay, that's right. Japanese film. Everybody should watch it. <laughs> so, I mean, in the last in the last podcast, we uh, we said 
everybody go watch it before you listen to this podcast. I guess you can choose not to watch it and just listen to us, but hopefully us talking about it will make you want to watch it and yeah. <laughs> pause the video and come back and, you know, it's it's a it's a good experience, I think. What did you I guys feel like a lot of people do that? What did what did you guys think about <laughs> the movie Haosu? I think experience I it... is the right way to put it. Uh huh. I thought it was fucking nuts. It's fucking bananas. Mm. I loved it. Bananas, 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 bananas. Banana, 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 banana. Minions love bananas. Oh, you guys love God minions. Damn it. So I just wanted to bring that up. Adam, what's? I want to start with you on this one. Ooh. What, what is your history with this movie? Um, Why'd you recommend this fucking thing to us? <laughs> yeah. <Whoa. laughs> what the fuck? For example, I mean, I'm the the reaction of you guys already. I mean, that's the it's a it's a unique. Did, was experience. it introduced to you by someone, <laughs> or did you see it online? It was. Um, being there's talked about, there's or? movies every once in a while that are just everything that you could possibly notice about them just screams its own personality, and so yeah. I just happened along the poster for the film the i think it was the new criterion poster so the criterion yeah. wasn't out yet i think i saw it on its upcoming releases and that was in i don't know i was still living in edmonton and it had to have been like 2011 or something um or maybe earlier and um i looked at the poster and i was like wow this looks interesting just based on the poster and then nothing else yeah. and um okay. i was like okay yeah i'll i'll you know, figure out what this movie is. And I found a copy and I watched it and I was like, well, I'm definitely buying this one. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's that's how I found the movie. I, I love 70s uh, style effects. Um, yeah, they're very charming. I love... Not good in the traditional sense, but very charming. Like well, said. I love films that can um, get away with being unrealistic because they're not trying to be really realistic you know mm -hmm. i love i love when a film is just so out there that it has the freedom to be whatever it wants to be i love um the soundtrack the soundtrack mm -hmm. is amazing it's i it's one of the best soundtracks of any movie it's a very it's a catchy theme really any oh movie. it's a theme you know it's like in the in the way that they reprise certain songs from like you know the pixar's up they just play the same melody with different instruments mm -hmm. it had a theme i think uh, I'll, I'll look this up but i think they actually got just some random band to write a lot of the songs yeah. uh for the film i mean it was very good i'm not I was, they just used the same kind of piano song a lot yeah <laughs> oh yeah i, me I remember thinking the music was was mixed a little loud um at points too oh yeah i don't know if that I, was just I me thinking that too uh, it, it was very artificial feeling the whole movie. Mm -hmm. Lots of, I mean, all the backgrounds are like matte paintings or you know just flat out. I liked the matte paintings. The I did too, because like like Adam was saying, like Adam was saying, it was very just. The whole movie feels artificial, so when it gets crazier, it it, yeah. it kind of fits. It doesn't go totally off the rails. Yeah, to where it becomes like not part of the movie's universe. Everything kind of felt in place. Do we actually like the film though? Would you say it's a a, a great film? What do you reckon? I, I well, don't know. I mean that. <laughs> okay, put it this way: what, what what would you rate it on your number scale? See, this what is the kind of thing it? that defies a rating. I gave it a nine. Um, a nine. Maybe wow, be, that's very high. Maybe it would be it an eight. I guess. I just it it's it's a film that I love a lot. It's one of those movies that I could just watch a million times and never get bored okay. of it and just always want to show 
other people this experience. I can see that. It's difficult to try and come up with things that I don't really like about it mm. personally. I have a, I have a few issues with it. Yeah, so do Go I. Go for it. I mean, on as in terms of an emotional roller coaster, I, I it's crazy. It's like it's like stepping in a haunted house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like That's I can't even judge it, it as a movie. You're just like you're on this ride and you're like, "Oh my god, what the fuck? What is this now?" And then once you're over, you're just, you know, exhausted. And I I I don't have interest in seeing it again, at least not for a long time, but Yeah, same. It's one of those I things that I appreciate more than kind of like if you know what i mean i, I yeah. had a, a, a similar reaction to when i saw mother last year um because it's kind of like the bottle film in the in the in one location in the house and it, and, it, and it progressively gets crazier and crazier um so for me it had a, some parallels with that kind of feeling of just how uncomfortable and, and strange and you just never knew it was coming around like every corner that's not to say that like it it took about 35 minutes for me to really get into it. Um I found it kind of meandering to begin with. Like I couldn't really it's I strangely tell where paced it was going. Sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. And and probably the most bizarre thing of all is the editing style. Mm. Um <laughs> uh, I was doing so, it was very confusing to me. I was like um is this even the movie has it begun or is this like an advert or something? Um cuz I did some research and I saw the the director used to direct adverts for yes. Japanese television that kind of made me think oh hang on a minute I've seen like videos of how like nuts Japanese advertising can be and all of these weird visual effects started to click into place a bit more into because there, there are things I've seen in this film that I've never seen in any other film before yeah, just in too. terms of like technique um <laughs> and it <laughs> I don't know if it's if it really adds uh, quality to the film it's certainly something different um yeah. i don't know if it's personally something i would use myself if i was making a, a movie but um some of it's a cultural barrier thing too because yeah know, there yeah for are, sure i mean there are a lot of japanese movies not quite like this but oh yeah you know like this is not, not done this is they're not, not the american standard. movies are not made like yeah it's not this is out american there even for japanese like movies yeah it's like japanese foreign times a hundred you're like mm-hmm. normally shit. with um foreign films uh i find it somewhat difficult to comment on how good the acting is a lot of the time because you're spending a lot of time reading the subtitles you you can't really process uh the language in the same way that you would like an english person speaking you can see the emotion the way they're acting in the scene there's less of a barrier but for this film i was noticing the odd performance that even i was noticing how I don't know, it, some, something somewhat amateurish about the odd one. There were some really good performances, don't get, don't get me wrong, yeah, but there, but there was the odd one. I was Again, it all felt artificial, like you're watching a commercial, and I think that added to the dread of it, because you, you know yeah. that once they get to this house, things are going to get fucked up. Yeah. I, I, I would say that <clears throat> there's a high likelihood of kind of serendipity rather than intent when it comes to things like that, so... You know, the terrible acting could just be that some of them are terrible <laughs> actors, but it's a film where it doesn't detract from it, really, in yeah, my opinion, works. just because it's it doesn't feel out of place for what the movie is trying to be. It's no. such a it's such an out there wild trip that yeah. anything <laughs> I don't think it negatively impacted it at all. I just noticed no. it. Mm-hmm. 
They're they're not even portraying real people. Their names are like fucking kung fu and fantasy. Oh, yeah. I and love Mac. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. they would all have like, oh, the kung fu girl does kung fu, and fantasy has oh, yeah. dreams about what's gonna happen. It's like, oh my god. It's like you you have all these characters that are essentially um, just you know young girl stereotypes, where in any other movie. They would have the same stereotypes, but pretend it's something else. Pretend that they're actually real characters. But in this film, yeah. they just—they're like, yeah, professor, prof is the one who's a nerdy one. Mac is the one <laughs> who eats all the yeah. time. Uh, fantasy yeah. is the one who everybody's like, oh, you're always imagining things too. It doesn't pretend yeah. to be anything else, and that's that's what makes it so charming is that it's not lying to you like so many other uh-huh. films do. When it knows they, exactly when they have, what it is. When other films have stereotypical characters, they try to pretend yeah. like it, that's not what's happening. And it just seems really artificial in a detrimental way. Whereas this one, it owns it. And it's like, yes, this is what I am. And I'm not trying to be anything different. And I'm proud of it. In that sense, I thought it was really ahead of its time in a, in a lot mm. of ways with... Um, just how meta it is like i really wasn't expecting that like at first i was i was kind of confused because um i i surface level knew knew about the movie but i just thought it was a horror movie i didn't realize the comedy aspect was (laughs) such like an important factor of it so i had to pause it and find it on mdb (laughs) and be like okay this is this is a comedy i'm not just going crazy yeah yeah (laughs) i found it very confusing at first Mm. Oh yeah, and confusing it, is a great word to describe this film. But again, that's the dread. <laughs> oh yeah, because it's so it's so. I, I'd say most of it, for the first half anyway, is upbeat, and then she finds that decapitated head in the well, right? Yeah, I, I, I was like, what the fuck? And then from there, the movie <laughs> oh, man. just bonkers. You know, and I um, can see how this movie kind of inspired other filmmakers. Of course, I can't. I don't know for sure, but there was lots of like. Something terrifying's going on, and they'd hard cut to some, you know, sweet piano scene or like something oh, heartwarming. It makes it so much yeah. better. Yeah, I can't help but feel other filmmakers have seen this and been inspired by it. You know what I realized this most recent time I watched it because I rewatched mm-hmm. it. I showed some friends. Um, I I appreciated just how effective it is to have juxtaposing emotions when you're trying to provide a sense of terror and confusion um so whereas most films (coughs) sorry i'm dying (laughs) um whereas most films a lot of you know very uninspired you know kind of straight horror films um they'll have jump scare cues that are not ironic in any sense they'll have Mm -hmm scary cue music not just like orchestral hits but they'll have this eerie like or like the string instruments like you know and whereas this film it's more terrifying because you're seeing something that you know is fucked up undebatably and you know that in your brain but the music that they're playing is this happy kind of like joyful Mm -hmm. um poignant (laughs) emotional (laughs) kind of um it's weirdly it's, lighthearted and kind of positive. Yeah, the tone of the music is is very lighthearted, and to to have yeah. that juxtaposed with like body parts flying out of the fucking piano and blood everywhere and shit, <laughs> and it's 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 crazy, and it's it's it. I think it adds more to terror because it it makes you feel like it's fucked up. You know, I love it is. I love having something juxtaposed. That's part of why. Um, 
you know, that uh, one scene from American Psycho is, is really effective where, you know, he's chopping a dude up with, with uh, an axe to the song Hip to Be Square. That's why Quentin Tarantino's Reservoir Dogs, that one scene with the ear cutting is so yeah. effective, is because it's juxtaposing yeah. and the film doesn't have to... Um, the film doesn't have to try and manipulate you because it's confident in what it's showing on screen. That it doesn't have yeah. to try and be like, ooh, let's try and make them scared by have like scary music. You don't need to be manipulated because what they're showing is actually fucked up already. And I love You're that. Absolutely right. The end of the movie, I mean, on paper, is a sad ending, but it's portrayed as like a happy ending. And then there's yeah. a music video at the end of the film. And you're like, <laughs> well, what? <laughs> oh, my favorite and that made song. It more effective. Oh, yeah. I love that song so that much song. when 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 uh, the windy haired uh, girl <laughs> comes back, the uh-huh. um, stepmom or whatever. The mom. Yeah, it, it, a lot of the the um, on paper kind of plot is a little hard to follow with like what's happening with her her dad and you know like her, her mom died yeah. and. I was a little confused as to why it's, that was even in there. But you know? yeah, I mean, it it's, really it's have a an weird. On anything. Yeah. It's weird because it's it's so hard to follow, but it's not what the movie is. You know, like the yeah. that's almost just beside the point. Uh huh. There was just like these weird little like that whole thing with Mister Togo, who was like the mystical figure who would come and save them, mm-hmm. and they'd like cut to him just like eating noodles, and there's a bear behind him. What like what is this and now? That was so bizarre. And then you it? never see him again. <laughs> I love yeah. I love when uh, the film has the the uh, the end title on the screen and the horseback riding. Or yeah, the movie just <laughs> pretends like it ended and then it didn't. Yeah, that was great uh. too. It was so inspired. The, the sound design was excellent. Like, oh, there's so many like there were like laser sound effects when the doors were closing at the end. <laughs> It was nuts. This movie invented memes. There was that cat. What? It had the first. It had the first cat remix ever. Or the oh, piano. Meow, yeah. meow, the meow, cat meow, was on the meow. piano, and the, yeah, and they reversed the footage and forwarded it. I'm like, this is the first. Oh cat man, remix it's ever. a fucking trip. It's a fucking it is. trip. And it, the skeleton dancing skeleton. That's a meme now. It reminded me of the, the skeleton with the the trombone. This is what I mean by it being so ahead of its time. If, it, if, oh, if yeah. it wasn't for the 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 like dated you know effects in it. Um, uh-huh. I, Even for the time, some of the effects tell. are really good. Yeah, I, mean, I think the, yeah, yeah. The, the fingers on the piano look pretty cool. Yeah, that looked good. Yeah, there's a lot of shit I that mean, was some just of it really... obviously doesn't. <laughs> I mean, if, if it looks fake, it doesn't take away from the movie too. It's just it feels so in in place in the universe for to be able to tell <laughs> that it's green screened and shit. Like it doesn't I, I yeah. take it away from it. I, it reminded me a lot. Uh, I guess to someone who hasn't seen it, it's a lot like watching an Adult Swim. One of those weirder shorts they have, like the Too Many Cooks or the, uh, the oh yeah, the bear one. Yeah, so yeah, that's a good comparison. The one where the girl's falling in the floor, or whatever. It reminded me of one of those. Yeah, just and odd, terror. Odd. Uh huh. I do think like um, modern horror directors should like watch this film and take notes because a lot of the way horror directors are directing these supposedly scary scenes. They're, mm. they're so sort of stagnant now, you know? There's no oh, yeah. creativity in terms of how to freak you out. And if anyone's, like, <laughs> it's the a factory. best in the world at freaking you out, it is um, yeah. it is the Japanese. They have quite a, un- <laughs> they, a unique mindset. I wonder yeah. if this was the, um, the first uh, usage of the whole, like, creepy black hair thing. Yeah. Remember in the hot tub? Yeah. 
where it like yeah, kind of yeah. is oh, the yeah. And now, you know, you see it in, in movies like The Ring and The Grudge and a bunch of other, you know, yeah. tr- uh, what used to be considered the um, stereotypical Japanese horror mm-hmm. movie. I, I didn't find the film particularly scary. I found it weird when I was watching mm. it. But yeah, upon just thinking about it, the ideas and when you try and break down what you saw, it yeah. is kind of creepy to think about. Oh. There's certain images that stick with you. Oh, man. That's, that's yeah, perfect because... To, um, to, to answer your question, Alex, I don't know if horror directors should take notes from this because it's just so its own thing, and I wouldn't even. Call no, it I, scary, I, I mean, like I don't mean, I don't mean like copying it, but just yeah, the, the presentation of how they go about trying to scare you. That's all I mean. Just trying to think out of the box a little bit, you know, just that, to see that, that it can be done in a different way. Uh huh. And not with jump scares and yeah, and yeah, and creepy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and playing the the violin. <laughs> yeah. In every movie. Oh God. I'm glad that you have that reaction to it, um, yeah. Alex, because part of the film is really about the idea of processing really fucked up things that have happened. Yeah. And um I forget I I, I I tried to find this video. I don't know where it is. There was a um a really nice analysis video. Um it might have even been like officially on a criterion youtube channel or something yeah it was talking about how a lot of the intent from the director was trying to essentially mirror hiroshima and nagasaki like the atomic Mm. bomb and having your friends and everything in your life stripped away from you and not even knowing what the fuck just happened and like trying to process loss and grief and things just disappearing and not even understanding it, and so in that yeah. sense, it feels kind of like a dream, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. A nightmare. Yeah, um, just like just like Mother again. Like I thought that was the film that captured uh, what what nightmares feel like mm-hmm. um, the best. But um, upon seeing this, I think this might even go above it in terms of just how uncomfortable and strange and I don't know. Like I didn't even I didn't really find it funny or scary at the time. I just didn't. I was I was it's just like jaw agape, just. Yeah. Try, all of my just, brain power was being used it. on just trying to to comprehend what I'm seeing, you know? Like, toward the beginning, the first half hour, we were all laughing and going, like, what the hell is this? But eventually, yeah, we yeah. just stopped, and we were just, again, just sitting in awe of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you like, have, you have a kind just, of guttural reaction yep. at first, and like, this is weird, I, d- I don't think I like this, it's so unconventional yeah. and but unique It's like and your brain's trying to like repress it and remove like yeah. oh this is just funny don't don't even worry about it this is silly yeah. but then yeah. eventually your brain's like oh god he's not looking away he's not looking away we're we're going for a fucking nightmare yeah no it does kind of grab you by the balls and hold you there the whole time <laughs> i never looked away i held in my pee for most of it because i was just <laughs> i couldn't i didn't want to i didn't want to miss anything yeah this this film is a um a fine example of what can happen if you actually give unique crazy ideas like art house films a large budget this is something that that you know it's such an absolute rarity because you can't get anything like this funded if you if your idea is too crazy and out there you won't get money for it you know yeah and that's that's what i was i was good that's what i was thinking throughout the whole thing i was i was wondering how how did this get made 
Where did the money come from for this? He sold it as a horror movie. Absolutely. He went, oh, this is a movie about a couple guys, just or a couple girls well, in a house, which sounds there was, more um, shit. But then he, you know, he tells it his way. The the uh, film company Toho was supposedly looking to create a blockbuster horror film, kind yeah. of to have Japan's own version of Jaws. Supposedly, there was somebody who um, that's right, yeah, who was in our uh, subreddit that posted the bunch of background stuff on on this they said it's like their oh, third favorite movie do, do you something. know what it reminded me of i've i've been to like art exhibitions in london before and sometimes they have video kind of installments i could picture something like this being in one in one of those installments so that's that's the kind of feeling i got from it <laughs> yeah a lot of the time just like you're just seeing something so unique so weird and it's making you feel something quite uh, <laughs> i don't know different very unique i think it's a very important film for film history i just it's yeah i think if, if you're interested even remotely in in film it's a must watch for sure mm-hmm. crazy crazy fucking movie is there Any... anything else to say i mean i highly recommend it it's uh it's a quite a fucking trip and uh mm-hmm. hopefully this discussion has gotten a bunch of you guys interested in watching it if you haven't seen it already Please check yeah. out this movie. What do you have to say about it, Alex? Anything else? I I personally, the more the more I'm thinking about it, the more I'm liking it, which is always oh a yeah, good sign. it's definitely um, like a multiple watch. A thinker, yeah, kind of. And movie. I only like watched it, it today. On um, you for sure. Yeah, I only watched it today, so I haven't even had twenty four hours to think quite think about oh, it. Oh wow! Yet. But um, <laughs> I, I I do wonder if um, it's one of those films that wouldn't quite be for everyone though. Like, oh, I, of course, I wouldn't, I wouldn't blame not. anyone going into this and being but like, it, well, that was dumb. I didn't worth... like that at all. It's worth a try to figure out if it's something. That yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's that's why I recommend memorable. it. You can't. Uh, it's, it's, there's still some images that are stuck in my brain from when I saw it. Yeah, same. Ago. It's one of those movies where you just have to tell someone to watch it because there's nothing you could compare it to where you're like, oh yeah, if you like this, <laughs> you know, it, it, you're not going to have a comparison that you can really give to people. It's its own experience, and I love movies where it's like there's nothing else like it that's that's what i love so much about this and so many of the other films that i i really appreciate is that they're there yeah it's such a rare treat to be shown something you've never seen before yeah it which is why Um, i don't like the black panther because it's the same (laughs) shit yeah yeah it's just the same shit i've seen a million fucking times but black panther (laughs) made 200 million and i bet house didn't make that much. Oh, and I no. bet Toho yeah. saw the movie and went, oh my god, we spent money on this. It, it made like done? no money and like three people reviewed it and then it was for some reason somewhat more successful in the U- US and then eventually just had this cult thing over a long period of time that, you know, a lot of amazing yeah, but... films are just panned when they come out and then later appreciated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When they're dead. How nice. Yes. They're like, oh, at least Adam from YMS likes my movie. (laughs) I'm sure they really care about that. (laughs) It's one of those films where understanding the creative process is kind of difficult. For a lot of films, like like take Black Panther as an example, it's very you can very easily break down the process of how that film was, you know, structured and put together and made. Whereas Mm -hmm. with this, there's a lot more of this is one guy's vision. You know, he mm-hmm. he had this idea and he made sure to follow through based on what he he thought. You know, there's no interference from anyone else from from what you can kind of tell from from watching it. But yeah. how as a director do you even explain this to somebody? 
<laughs> oh, yeah. I, I don't How do you know. explain gonna, this to this whole crew? It's one. Of it's people. one of those things where you you just gotta have faith in the person making yeah. it and hope that they know what the fuck they're doing, out. even if you, you know, don't I was understand thinking about, it. <laughs> I was thinking oh, about the God. actors um, during certain scenes and just imagining like the, the production crew just being like, we have to do what? Okay, we now bite or butt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, you're a head, you're well, a head about... that came out of the well. You need to bite her ass now. <laughs> and then <laughs> and then the aunt comes in on in a wheelchair and she gets up and she's like, oh, I can walk now. <laughs> He's, she's like, yeah, I was tired. Yeah, and then she goes into the fridge. <laughs> yeah. Pretend like you're being attacked by all these mattresses we're throwing at you. (laughs) (laughs) Just bizarre. In a good way. All right, now stuff yourself in the piano. Yeah. (laughs) We'll we'll make it look good in post. Yeah, so this is the scene where the piano bites your fingers off, all right? (laughs) (laughs) I like how she kept playing the piano without her fingers. Oh, yeah. But once the piano took her hands, then she she couldn't play anymore. Yeah, (laughs) she was upset. (laughs) <laughs> I love I love fantasy horror so much. It's yeah. like no rules, yeah, you know? You can do you can yeah. just do shit that would be really fucked up and scary. You know, nightmares don't mm-hmm. make sense. Those are the scariest you know, th- yeah. those are the scariest yeah. parts of a lot of a lot of people's you know, weeks. It's like having a really shitty yeah. nightmare. Yeah. It's like that's I find for that sure. more more abstract things scare me than, Oh yeah. Uh, it's it's more literal. scary when you don't understand what's happening. One hundred percent. If you can't rationalize it, then it's truly just fucked up and confusing. Like you don't understand mm-hmm. it. That's another reason why I loved um, Under the Skin, and I don't really want to spoil anything from that movie. But the way that they, oh, um, um, yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not really gonna spoil anything. But you know, they they kind of play on the idea of you know the human beings in the movie not really f- having any fucking clue what's going on, and you as the audience member. You know, presenting things in a way where you don't really fucking get it, but there is something there. Yeah. It's not just made mm-hmm. up random bullshit um, for under the skin, uh, particularly. But it's it's a lot more terrifying when it's like, what the fuck is going on? I feel under under the skin is like one of my favorite movies. Awesome. So we got to talk about that one day. Alex, if you have you I seen mean, Under the Skin twenty fourteen? Um, for some reason I started watching it, but I had to stop. I can't. I've never seen it all Was the way it- through. Was it because of the Scottish accents? No, I understand Scottish accents. I love train spotting. Some of my favorite movies. Aren't you Scottish? Those are fucking difficult for me to to process, let me tell you. Uh, Yeah, I've been meaning to watch it for ages. I just haven't got around to it. You should get get on it. One day. Fine. Um, I guess that uh, concludes our uh, discussion. And I I guess, uh, yeah, we're going to go into uh, some uh, questions. There's some yep. questions yes, I have um, right here. We're Ralph's got great. Ralph's got questions. He he went through the questions. I didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if they suck, it's We've his only fault. Been... They better be good. <laughs> We've only been recording for <clears throat> like like an hour and twenty minutes, <laughs> and I got tons of questions here, so we can just go through That's as fine. many as we. we well, feel I don't. Like it. Did we even really like? figure out how long <laughs> we want our podcast to be anyway? Oh, I have no like, idea. It's just like, what, however we feel like. over. You know, we've got definitely like over an hour from, you know, even edited down. We've got over an hour so far. It's like, I don't know. I'm sure it depends yeah. on what the questions are. They could be like really simple yeah. or complicated answers. Who knows? We'll just keep going until we feel like it. So, yeah, you guys are lucky you got one this week. You ungrateful bastards. <laughs> Adam woke up drunk as hell for you people. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> question, <laughs> question number one. Yeah. This is from 
Eli Bozeman. What's your favorite musical score from a film? Um, who boy? Ah, uh, the the Lion King's up there. Like, oh, yeah. people often yeah. overlook the actual composition from Hans Zimmer. Um, was it Hans Zimmer? I think it was Hans Zimmer for the Lion King. I think so. It had to have been. I think so. People often overlook the actual score of the film when normal dialogue's happening because it's a film that also has um, musical scenes in it. So most people remember Can't Wait to Be King, Just Can't Wait to Be King, Hakuna Matata, blah, blah, blah. Like, those are the most yeah. obvious songs. But the songs that are the most important to me in the film are the ones that are being played over the action or the, the dialogue scenes. Like, the, the fucking intensity of the stampede scene. Oh, my God. The music in, in that. And, you know, obviously the... Um, the death of the father uh, character. Um, mm-hmm. Spoiler. Mufasa. It's 94. Everybody fucking, <laughs> there's no, that's what, that's like you saying Bruce Willis is a ghost, right? Yeah. Like you can't, I uh-huh. wish, I wish I had the ability to not spoil that for people to be able to see that movie in a way that isn't spoiled. But it's like, I don't think that's possible at this point. Yeah. It's 90, yeah. 1994, but like the, the knowing that that happens doesn't take away from the movie. Like the fucking music that they play when, Simba's like, Dad. <laughs> it's it's insane. It's very um, emotionally effective, and I love. That's a choice I wasn't expecting. I'm glad to hear that one. Oh man, yeah. it's often. Well, I don't know. A lot of people consider it to be amazing. I shouldn't say it's often overlooked, but I think a, a lot of people. It's not one I would remember jump to. the music um, in. Um, I might have to give it a listen again to remind me. Oh man, oh it's so good. Alex. I cry every time. Can I only say one? <laughs> um, you can name a few because I have a few. Um, I have loads that I really adore. Um, Try to I, narrow it down, like two or three. Um, basically anything Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross do, mm, be it the yeah. social network, um, Gone Girl. Nice. You sound it's like hard. you're going to pop in then. Oh, no. Well, I love them too, but it's hard to, because it's also how well does the song fit within, or the score fit within the movie itself? Because some of these are yeah. weird fucking soundtracks, you know, like Under the Skin has an amazing soundtrack. Oh yeah! Know. If She's I very listen talented. to it, you know, and that like jam yeah, to it, I forget her know? name. <laughs> um, uh, Mika Levy. Yeah, she did the soundtrack for Jackie, also I think. Yes, that which was really is cool. pretty good. But Under think... the Skin is like fucking excellent. The oh, music man. in that. Oh my god! What a unique composer. I like her a lot. Yeah, I love her. Anyway, sorry, is Alex. That... Go back from... to you. <laughs> you know, a soundtrack I really like from a film that is not very good at all is mm-hmm. the uh, is the Tron Legacy soundtrack. You guys heard oh, that yeah. one? Oh, Daft Punk. I think that's an amazing soundtrack. It's not just like a repetitive um, Daft Punk song. Um, they actually, they went all out for it, you know, with the oh, orchestra. For like the score of a film, they really upped their game, I thought, for that. And it's a shame that it's that film that it's attached to and it's not something, uh, something like better. a better film because I think it would be propped up even more. But I think it's, it's one of those rare cases where... Um, it makes what would otherwise be like a really forgettable, <laughs> lame film actually what year was that? somewhat better. Twenty uh, ten. Yeah. So that was before they did Random Access Memories, then, isn't it? Yeah. It, it was. It was through the orchestral stuff with Tron Legacy that oh. kind of inspired them. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. I've never loved Daft Punk enough to listen to any of their full albums except Random Access Memories, which I love a lot. Really. Mm-hmm. Really, yeah. I love that favorites. album. 
Oh man. It's the Tron Legacy, yeah. It's a uh, it's like I said it's hard to determine cuz that movie kind of stinks <laughs> and the movie I, the soundtrack is so much better. I just listen to the score and just imagine whatever the story <laughs> I want to go with it. Like, yeah, imagine that, a better movie. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I just imagine oh, my funny. own shit. <laughs> you oh, should man. remake it. Hmm. I've got to shout out um John Williams as well. He's oh, yeah. he's my weakness. There's a lot of good Wars composers. A lot of good composers named John. It's like oh, John yeah. John Bryan. John Bryan. Oh, John Bryan. The Eternal Sunshine awesome. of the Spotless Mind soundtrack is gorgeous. Johnny Greenwood. Johnny Greenwood. Yeah. Uh, God, who else? A lot of good Johns out there. That's two. That was I three. Mean, John Williams. <laughs> John Williams. Let's see. I don't uh, know. I remember there being more, but there might be. Oh, the 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 Rango soundtrack is pretty excellent. That's a, that's one that's often overlooked because oh, it's interesting. You know, an animated movie about a lizard. But Hans Zimmer did that again, oh. and it's a really inspired western. It takes a little bit of Ennio Morricone, a little bit of Hans Zimmer's signature mm-hmm. style. I think that score this might be one of the best things about the movie. And yeah, it's, it's good. I've only seen movie. it once, but I yeah. would like to see it again. Oh, it's terrific! And then yeah, Trent Reznor, Social Network. That, that's a great one. How do you guys feel about the Lord of the Rings um, soundtrack? Oh yeah, I love, I love. Man, did you guys watch that video uh, that Every Frame of Painting did on the Marvel Cinematic uh, Yes sy- Symphonic yeah, yeah. Universe? And it's just I like found that very interesting. Man, the the <clears throat> Lord of the Rings also just came from a time where the soundtrack just played such an important role in the movie, and it's. It, it, I'm just, I'm starved for more big blockbuster films where the soundtrack really matters. I also find it interesting. Yeah. I don't know yeah. if you guys remember the, um, when, did you guys ever watch that in theaters or were you, were you like too young or what? No, I was Lord, Lord, Lord okay. of the Rings. Yeah. yeah, I did. I, um, I, I remember at the end of the, um, the first movie, they had that, um, kind of remake of, uh, what was it called from the Requiem for a Dream? Was it called Lux Eterna or something weird? I don't yeah, remember. Um, they had, yeah. yeah, they basically remade that with a whole orchestra. Like, da-da-da, And that got so popular. It was so weird. But that, at the end yeah. of the movie, they're basically showing, like, a trailer for the two towers and fucking Schmeagle dancing around. That's that's the one they use in every stock epic music Oh, man. It, yeah. It's one of those songs Lux-Eterna. that just got way too popular. <laughs> uh-huh. No, you can't use it on anything. I hate that. I hate it when songs get ruined. <laughs> yeah. I've talked uh-huh. about that a few times in my videos. Now when I hear it, I just laugh, which is sad, because it's just such a great composition. <laughs> oh, yeah. Except in Requiem for a Dream, where it works. Oh, man. Another great score. That's Yeah, that's a, that's a fantastically scored movie, just because of mm-hmm. how fucked up the soundtrack is. Like, it, it's yeah. so unapologetic in just how jarring and and uncomfortable it wants you to be feeling and yeah. it works with the yeah. visuals and the whole story and everything happening in that movie so well the movie's supposed to make you feel anxious That's oh man of it. and and that soundtrack does an excellent job adding to that what a crazy experience of a movie fucking clint mansell is so great he is yeah he's good it's the, another uh, one we gotta shout out yeah a, bl- a black swan mass effect Amazing three score oh mass effect three yeah yeah yeah, he's done a lot of cool so shit. Have you guys ever heard the soundtrack from um, Take Shelter? No. I watched the movie and I forget. <laughs> I, um, I, that's one of those movies that I really that. enjoyed, but I've only seen it once. Something about the the, uh, the music from it stuck with me. Um, it's like kind of quiet and downplayed, but um, 
it, it reflects kind of the themes of that movie, which I like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I'll have to listen to that one then. Man. Schindler's List is another one. There's so many great ones I could go down. There's Fucking... anything John Williams does, to be honest. Yeah. Fucking... Jeff Nichols seemed so fucking promising, the director of Take Shelter. He seemed so fucking promising when Take Shelter came out, because the, the only thing he had made before that was Shotgun Stories, which was a pretty good, like, indie thing. And then he made Mud with Matthew McConaughey, which I just thought was kind of was pretty lame. Good. It was lame. It was mm. kind of bad. The, okay. <laughs> I was disappointed by Midnight Special. And then, mm. yeah... And he's oh, just get, he's just that. getting worse and worse. Midnight mediocre, more like. Ouch! Oh, right. got him! Got him! Yeah, got him! It uh, follows. It follows. Oh, great Feel soundtrack! Like soundtrack? Oh yes, disaster piece. Yeah, really disaster good. Piece. Oh yeah. Um, I thought you were talking about disaster artist for a second. No, no, <laughs> like, no, no, oh, no. That's artist. the name of the, 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 <laughs> yeah, the, that's fellow, the name of the guy. The music for it follows. <laughs> um, Michael Giacchino's inconsistent, but I think some stuff he does. He did uh, the Incredibles. Which has a great score, I think. Really good. And he yeah. did Cloverfield, the original. I know huh. Cloverfield has no what? music, but the like very the end, end credits. credits. <laughs> yeah. The end credits the has song. music. And That's that so end funny. credit song is fucking awesome. It's like inspired by Godzilla. It's the mm. most epic thing. Yeah, and it's of so course weird. the rest of the movie has no music, but <clears throat> that was damn good. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, Bringing it back, uh, good time soundtrack. Fuck yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. very good. Now we're just going through great soundtracks. Yeah, I don't care. I don't really. I mean, if, <laughs> we, we if, all get one more. If the question inspires a discussion, that's not a bad thing. I yeah. guess so. So, do you guys? Yeah, like we're just the, listing um, a bunch of great soundtracks. Whatever. Do you like the Studio kind of ghibli um, ones like Princess Mononoke. Do you like that never, one? Never seen any of those, and I know I should get on it. Really? Never seen a Ghibli. Yep. Never. Princess I would Mononoke recommend is a really good Mononoke and Spirited Away. There's some that I don't really like and there's yeah. some that kind of feel like they're just making the same movie and over over and over again but those are the two i don't watch ponyo <laughs> yeah ponyo's bad yeah, it's, I heard Ponyo's it's just for kids <laughs> it's just made for babies yeah, yeah. pretty much like marvel movies <laughs> <laughs> i know i'm i'm like exaggerative when i say it people got really offended that i said that they're for yeah. children it's like well, well, well yeah. you're right they are they're, for children they're just not like, like them too. Yeah. they're not for like five-year-old children but they are for 10-year-old children come on yeah <laughs> they are for 10-year-old you know it has a great hipster soundtrack her what yes right. arcade fire yeah. um another great score I can I interject with um, another kind of question before we get on to the next one. I think we've all kind of said sure. what we sure. want to do about this. One. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I talked. I talked about the difference between the um, orchestral score in The Lion King versus the actual songs themselves, where they're singing and like a musical. Do you guys have any favorite songs from actual musicals? From musicals. like your favorite soundtrack for a musical or something? Does it have to be a movie? Hmm. Does it have to be a musical? Because I, I like Broadway musicals a lot. Oh, yeah? Because I'm, I'm fucking gay. Not what do you mean really by does it have like... to be a musical, Alex? <laughs> I, I, I Do you mean... Um, yeah, like... If... A, uh, like, bespoke song for that movie? Or, yeah. Or um, just a really good soundtrack for a movie? A really good soundtrack for a movie where it's characters singing um... and not just an orchestral s- score in the background. Cause I always I, liked I, the the Nightmare Before Christmas songs. Ooh, that's a great one. Yeah, oh, I love those. Are always the songs. my favorites. Jack's Lament. Oh, so good. Yeah, that's a good one. If I'll... it's counting musicals, then I think mostly everything from Les Mis, which is oh. such like a white girl answer, but whatever. 
Well, I like this a lot. <laughs> this uh, this episode uh, sponsored by White Girls. Yep, it's our sponsor <laughs> of the week is White Girls. Uh, I got yeah. White Girl. Oh, I like a lot of the songs in the uh, the South Park movie as well. Oh yeah, those are terrific. <laughs> really good. Yeah. I'm trying to think of songs from movies. I think um, most of these musicals are based off of musicals from Broadway anyway, so it's not like it matters. You know what's a a musical where the soundtrack makes the entire fucking movie is a 2007 film. I think it was seven, maybe six, called Once. Once. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Is that the one with Anne Hathaway? No. <laughs> <laughs> this is this movie Once with Anne Hathaway? I think. Ah, it's um I forget the guy's name. He's like an Irish musician that he made the soundtrack with um this other girl and basically the movie is about these two characters who are musicians in the film and they, you know, eventually start liking each other and record an album together and the songs that they write and play with each other are part of the musical and it kind of plays in with other scenes. It's very it's very cool, mm. but at the same time, the soundtrack just makes the whole fucking movie. Like it yeah. wouldn't, it wouldn't be yeah. very special at all if it didn't have one of the best musical soundtracks ever. It's, it's like, it's like, um, how do I describe it? Kind of um, like alternative, like folky kind of rock stuff going on. So it's a very okay. unique uh, kind of feel for a musical. Have you guys if, ever if seen? You're gonna count those. I'd say Inside Lewin Davis as well. Inside Lewin Davis. What it is. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Although I really like that movie. Although I'm not sure I would consider that much as much of a musical as. Yeah, it's not really. It has songs made for the film, and the character is a musician. But yeah, that's that's another great soundtrack. I love that. Fare thee well, my honey. Um, have you guys ever seen Dancer in the Dark by Lars von Trier? No, oh, man. Well. I might recommend that at at uh, some point for discussion. Then I just won't say anything Ooh. about it now. <laughs> okay, Lars von Trier movie. Oh yeah, these are usually pretty dark, but we'll give it a shot. It's the one. It's <laughs> it's the one that made Bjork never never do movies ever again. It was, <laughs> wow. It was okay. She she st- she made while all the Me Too stuff was was happening, like really early on, like after the initial Harvey Weinstein thing. She made a mm-hmm. a Facebook post. Where she was like talking about um, the emotional abuse from a Danish director who she did not directly name, who who directed a movie she was in. Here's the here's the oh, here's gee. the kicker. She's been in one film, <laughs> so it's like not naming him is just hilarious. A Danish director, like <laughs> you've been in one movie. <laughs> I wonder who she could be talking about. Oh my god. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to say anything about the movie because I'll, I'll. We'll probably. I might recommend that whenever I get the next chance to recommend something. I, I think we answered that question. Hell yeah. Very well. So let's move on to the next one. This is by Ryonite One Hundred One. Any lesser-known YouTubers you would recommend? Hmm. Do they have to be movies? I'm looking through my subscription. Um. Right oh no, not movies. Just anything. Magnus Prophecy makes some really good uh, Criterion-related uh, videos. He made an awesome uh, breakdown on um, the production of Brazil and Terry Gilliam's fight nice. for creative freedom versus the studios and how things went down. Um, that's pretty lesser known. 
Mm. Shout out, Maggie. I mean, I don't know what I count lesser known. Yeah, what well, what is lesser known? Does it have to be under a certain? Well, let's amount? see how many subscribers does Magnus Prophecy even have. Let's check this out. Let's say let's say under two hundred thousand. Okay, okay Magnus I guess Prophecy I'd say, has um, three point five thousand. <laughs> so just over three thousand okay. subscribers. Okay, that's that, that's quite low. Thirty five hundred. Oh, okay. See, a lot of the channels I like too are also like they just make short films once every two years. <laughs> so I don't yeah. know if I'd count them as YouTubers, you know. Do you not have a good answer, Ralph? Like, are uh, you? Because you chose these the questions. Question. I'm, yeah, I'm I know I chose them. I just you chose I wrote these them questions down and then forgot about it. You didn't it. think about it? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just. You stumped yourself. Yeah. Okay. So Alex, Alex has an answer. So let, let's. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's I'd say Alex. um, uh, Lord Bung would be my one. I know Lord that guy. Bun. He made our fan art. Well, not he made he made a fan art of us our superhero kind of versions of ourselves. That's right. Even yeah, though yeah. we weren't, oh. we didn't release the podcast yet, but we were all next to each other in this fan art yeah. thing, which is kind of funny. But his videos are really good. Um, yeah, you can tell a lot of effort person. and work has been put into them. Yeah. Mm. What about you, Ralph? Next. Jesus. Nothing. You got nothing. Um, You've stumped yourself. Th- there, are, there are a few, but I, I like H Bomber guy. He's got oh, yeah? two hundred thousand subs. He kind of looks like Macon. <laughs> uh, my my <laughs> fucking character. <laughs> uh, He's an interesting like guy. There's this guy, Noah Cal- Caldwell Gervais. Oh. He doesn't really edit his videos a lot. He just kind of talks for an hour and a half about whatever game or game series he feels like talking about. He's hey. a very smart guy, though. Audio quality is not good or anything. But he's, like, <laughs> very interesting to listen to. And then there's this guy, Yak- Yamikin Hori, who all he does is make, like, claymation movies. He's got 12,000 subs. And he made this movie called Junkhead, which is 30 minutes long. And he's trying to get made into a feature, which I think is fucking terrific. So, oh, cool! I'll recommend that. Dang, uh, those are, those are all the younger up and comers I know. Little baby boys. Like I wouldn't even call those. I, I mean, H bomber guy. I would call like a YouTuber proper. Yeah, he makes yeah. YouTube videos. He does consistently. The rest of them, the rest of them, I don't know. Some people just use YouTube as like a dump. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's They're just like that's eh, I feel about put it somewhere. I don't have to keep it on my hard drive. It'll just be. Fucking- <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> just throw it out into the world and it's there and now I can access it no matter where I am. Okay, so let's move on to the next question. This yes. is by FFS Fion. Which is your favorite Star Wars film and why? Ah, oh, fuck. Basic question. Adam, you Basic go first because I know interested. how much you love Star Wars. Go you know, on. I want to hear it. Uh, Everybody's just going to get pissed off at me no matter what I say. But, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I just. What's I, your. Um, your most least, let, let's do least no, favorite I, and most favorite. I, I kind of have an answer, but I just no one agrees okay. with it. <laughs> it's, um, I out of out of all of them, I, I I mean, like first of all, let me just preface this by saying, like, I don't really give a shit about Star Wars. I really don't, and that's <laughs> I mean, that might have played into why I didn't hate the newest one as much as a lot of people did. Is just because like I'm just I don't I'm not like a nerd when it comes to like the whole lore and like this is how a Jedi should act kind of conversation. Like, I don't care about that. Um, but uh, as I, before, before episode seven came out, I rewatched all of the originals and I had seen them before, but I, they're just very, I, I don't relate to them hugely. They, yeah. I kind of just, you know, I watch them and then just, they're out of my mind pretty quickly after. And so I watched through the, the original trilogy consecutively. And when I got to the third film, um, which I, what was that one called? The Return of the 
Return of the Jedi. 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 When I got to that one, I was I was enjoying myself more than the other two, and I was I enjoyed really? myself more in that movie than any of the other uh, Star Wars ones. And I know I'm supposed to say that the second of the original, like Episode Five or whatever. Empire. I know I'm supposed to say that that's my favorite, and everybody gets mad if somebody says that another one's their favorite. Yeah. Um, and also, a lot of people seem to consider the the third of the original trilogy as the worst one. Um, I don't know. I yep. just I've I've had more fun watching it. There, it was the only one where it felt like there was any consequence to these these fucking stormtroopers shooting people. Because in none of the other films, they ever hit anybody. In this one, they actually fucking hit one of the characters, and it's like, oh wow, <laughs> I'm I'm actually in a, a universe where there's consequences, and it's not just dancing f- around and dodging shit, and <laughs> nothing matters. You know, like that's that's part of why I love that one more. I was like, hey, there's consequence. Fucking finally. Jesus, yeah, that's my answer. The main, I guess the main but... issue with the yeah, the main issue with the sixth one is that once they rescue Han Solo, he kind of does nothing the rest of the movie. Yeah, that's like I, that. I mean, walks, I, think. I don't consider yeah. any of them to be like amazing in terms of what it means to me. Like they're the, mm-hmm. they're amazing for its cultural impact and the special effects for the time and what it did for movie universes and creativity and. You know, there's so yeah. much that it inspired. And in that way, obviously, they're amazing films. But I just, you know, the films themselves, you know, detached from the cultural impact and de- detached from everything that it inspired, I, they don't really mean much to me. And I just, it's, it also makes it especially more annoying just how fucking overhyped everything attached to the series is <laughs> at this point in time. It's like you can't even fucking turn it off. People expect so much from Star Wars because it's like this is the greatest franchise of everything ever made, and it's it, you, you got to be more realistic, you know. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, what do you guys think? <laughs> too true, well, Alex. My favorite one. Yeah, and I we can thought... talk about least favorite too after. Okay, that that'll be a fun one. But yeah. my favorite is A New Hope. I think um, you have to give props to the one that started it all in a lot of ways and. If you discount Empire, a lot of the other Star Wars films are just sort of a remake of A New Hope in a lot of ways, or just take elements from it and re- rejig them. More and like I just a think, new nope. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I, I did used to put Empire a bit above it, but I watched it somewhat recently, and, and I don't know, I just think A New Hope's more of a complete film. You can watch that one on its own without having to jump into any of the others. So I think people didn't like Hope. the Ewoks also. Sorry, I can just... Yeah, in the, in the sixth one. <laughs> yeah, because they're really I know, dumb I know. I just, mm-hmm. I just, that thought just entered my mind. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's another thing people don't like about the sixth one. Yeah. Sorry, I kind of... Yeah, I'd say a new hope, probably. <laughs> so we all actually do have different answers, which I wasn't expecting. <gasps> I thought we disagree with each other on things? Yeah. I mean, we all agree, original trilogy, you know, MVP. OT, baby. Yeah. Okay, um, so I do agree Empire. with you, Alex. Four is way more complete. Than, yeah. Then five is five kind of leaves you on that cliffhanger. It's a good cliffhanger, and it doesn't feel like a, um, I don't know. It doesn't feel like come back for the next movie to give us money, you know. <laughs> it um, just kind of feel. It felt more genuine than that. Yeah. It felt like let's. You want to see where these people go next? It felt more like a story, you know. I don't know I didn't, how to say it exactly. I, it didn't feel cynical. I love five. Five is my favorite one. What the fuck is up with that like ice creature that like hangs him upside down for no reason? The Wampa. 
That was just an excuse because Mark that? Hamill got Mark Hamill got in a car accident and <laughs> fucked up his face. So they had yeah. a Yeti. They brought in a Yeti from the <laughs> Disney the ride. <laughs> and, they, and they're like, let's have him scratch his face. That's how George Lucas came up with it. Yeah. It's like, let's That's just have funny. a Yeti and scratch him in the head. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's all that was. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. No, I wonder, mean, it se- I, no wonder it, it seems probably... so weird and out of place and stupid. Yeah. <laughs> no fucking wonder. It was wonder. just an exciting little thing. I, oh I, I loved uh, I love Empire. Um, that's now my, that I that's my pick, I do as well. Now that I now that I think of it, I'm I'm not sure that um, I'm not sure that I stick with my answer. I think my favorite is actually the Christmas special. <laughs> oh, no, no, I've never seen it. The Christmas special. Then. I've never seen it. So. I have. It's not even. I it's sounds hilarious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's what the worst. So, not counting the Christmas special, what's the worst one? Mm. Let, let's count. The oh, movies. I'm not allowed to count that one. Um, yeah, no, no. <laughs> that's that doesn't. Man, we're gonna forget about that I, one. Uh, you know, this is another thing where it's like I'm. Everybody would want me to say the newest one, but I just I don't know. It's fine. Oh yeah, Last Jedi is not just, the worst one. You know, I was just passing. No, that's, that's ridiculous. Um, if you think Last Jedi is the a worst lot of one. fucking people really think that. I don't know. Uh, a lot yeah, of people well, are like div- saying they're divorced from Star Wars because of it. My roommate thinks that we should. I should have him on one day because he fucking loves the prequels. He's oh, really? get enough of them. Oh man, yes. <laughs> I'll never. We we have debates that go on for six hours about how <laughs> bad they are, and he loves them, and he thinks the new ones suck because you know they're not consistent with the universe and the politics don't make sense. And I'm like, who gives a fuck about the politics of it? Uh, when I moved yeah. to uh, Vancouver, um, I moved into a place where I basically I like there was a. An ad on Craigslist, like looking for a roommate. I was like, "Yep, did it." <laughs> like moved to another province <laughs> and re- moved in with a Craigslist roommate. And his favorite movie was Star Wars Episode One. <laughs> episode. I'm one? not even kidding. His wow. favorite movie of all time. And Jesus. he said that, and I was like, "Oh, cool." And I, w- I just moved out. I, I was like, "Here," and I went on <laughs> <Moved> YouTube. Out. <laughs> <laughs> Burned uh, the fucking place to the ground. Was, I I opened up the Plinket review on his computer and was like, "Oh, you should watch this." And then oh, yeah. I left the room, and then within like a minute, he turned it off. <laughs> like, oh. yeah. That's the thing with prequels fans. They don't want I didn't to want to be it. a dick. Like, no. Yeah, that's what I did with my roommate, and he just went like, no, I can't watch this. He went, re! Shut it off. Nice. You can't, they can't solid, handle the Solid criticism. re. <laughs> yeah. I just... You, did you ever hear that theory of, um, like, if Jar Jar was secretly a genius and... As yeah, they, I did. They had, it is kind of convincing. They might have had like the idea of that, but then they abandoned it because people didn't like Jar Jar so much that they were like, "Let's not have him be as important to the plot." That's a really cool yeah. fan theory, and I kind of, I, I, I actually fully believe in that theory. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I in feel there full, like the movie full. probably would have been really cool if that theory actually played out. Yeah, I was you know? thinking how awesome that would be. Like everyone yeah. would love Jar Jar. Then, like, oh, he he convinced everyone he was a buffoon. But he actually was this evil guy behind it all the whole time, and how yeah. unpredictable is that? It's it's you the know? his George Lucas's whole thing was the 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 poetry and the rhyming. He would have been the, <laughs> the anti Yoda. He would have been the anti Yoda though, isn't it? It's the same thing, mm, but in yeah. reverse. Like he's pretending uh-huh. to be someone it else. Rhymes. Is, it's like poetry, but he's actually a, like the, the the strongest villain instead of the strongest goodie. That's kind of cool. No, yeah, I, I'm, it's a really it's interesting fan theory. Um, I suggest everybody listening. Search it up. I don't know. There's like a big. Reddit What's the worst Star Wars though, guys? We've got to de- decide. Well, I mean, two, it started so. into a conversation <laughs> about. The, we we just started talking about the prequels, obviously. So I mean, yeah. It's, yeah. it's in there somewhere. I just remember. Um, 
Yeah, they're so they're so forgettable. I think probably two is my least favorite because it's the one I remember the least, and I've seen it. Hmm. I've seen it like multiple times too. Like I've, yeah. I've seen it like maybe three times just because I keep fucking forgetting what the movie is, and it's like, oh well, I guess there's a reason for that. It's just boring. Yeah, Attack of the Clones think, or whatever it's called. I think yeah, I think two. One at least has Darth Maul, which looks kind of cool. <laughs> the double lightsaber. <laughs> yeah, at least that's <laughs> a little. It's kind of funny. Yeah. It'd be so easy to hurt yourself. There's some funny, cool things in there. Man. 2 is just fucking awful. 2 is so boring. And has some of the worst dialogue ever. (laughs) So does 1, but like... So does (laughs) 3. 3 is funny, though. People unironically like 3. I like 3 because I think it's a fucking comedy. The uh, the one where um, Anakin's talking about sand is in 2? That's 2. It's 2, yeah. That's the best scene. If I was being objective, I'd say 2, but my least favorite one is 3. Oh really? Okay. Yeah, Why because I because because of the the weird break that it gets when it's in my opinion it's just as bad as people, one of the like, People were like, I it, I I hate it when people are like, no, this one's actually good. Trust me, yeah. like you you've thoroughly been upset at these other two films in the franchise. Well, now is your time to give it another chance, and then it's like, yeah. oh well, this is just. This is basically the other movies, except it's laughable. A, there's it a bigger laughable. fight. Say, a bigger fight three scene. Is probably, three is probably the most confusing and poorly constructed one because it starts yeah. with the battle. Death. It's yeah. It starts with the battle. Yeah. And they show General Grievous, and you're like, who the fuck's this guy? And yeah. then Count Dooku dies in the first ten minutes of the movie. Spoiler. <laughs> yeah. And then like from there, a whole other movie starts. And again, like you said, Alex, it's tone deaf, where it was like trying to be funny and. And silly. Like, and that that scene where Count Dooku dies, he's beheaded, and in yeah. and in like a couple of shots before that, there's R two D two flying around like setting droids on fire, going, and it's like doing like slapstick. Yeah, yeah. Whoop. That's why. That's why it's my favorite of the prequels because it's so bad. It's funny. Yeah, I think he just gave up. Let's see. Next question. This one is from Super Slight Lyoff. Roger Ebert infamously said once that video games can never become art in the same way that films, music, or literature can. Do you agree with this or disagree with it? I disagree. Com- I completely disagree. That's just the, I completely disagree. You know, there's too. plenty. There's plenty of shit that Roger Ebert has said that I've disagreed with. I mean, <laughs> he's he's he had a very um, important legacy, and he was a very important critic, and yeah, and he's, he's very definitely poetic. Inspired all of us to do what we're doing. Now. Um, yeah, he's but one I of the think. Major influences. I think that his comments on video games was just an example of him being an old fart and being detached. <laughs> yeah, that's detached as simple as that. Shit. Uh huh. Because like, I mean, not that not that video games video games can't be good in the same way movies are. Because any game that tries to replicate what movies are just fails spectacularly. But it's saying it can't succeed as an art is ridiculous um, in its own way. It can. Well, yeah. I mean, the, the problem is that not only is are, are video games still progressing in what they can be but roger ebert he wasn't he wasn't playing any of the right fucking games like he if you read his comments on it and even you know he made a second article of people getting mad at him and so he responded and was like no i stand by what i've said and he was using examples of, of things that people told him to check out they're like i i was told to check out this indie uh ps3 title called flower where the flowers just wafting it's around in the wind example. i'm like that's not the first like yeah sure it's it, it it's artistic that's like that's obviously art but it's not the first thing that i would recommend to someone to try and convince somebody that video games are art yeah yeah i've got it's a weird thing 
I got more to say about this, but you guys, you guys say some shit. He obviously doesn't play games. It's just as simple as that. <laughs> that he just doesn't know what he's talking about. You know, yeah. there's nothing well, more to the, say, really. He has the mindset of like a film. Again, I keep coming back to this because video games can never succeed in the same way that any of these other art forms do. Because all these other art forms basically have this level of disconnect with the actual thing that you're viewing. Because you're more of an observer in all of these things. And video yeah. games, you become essentially the protagonist. Which is why I think... Oh. I don't know, I'm trying to think of like well, story games, you know? Like, I can never, I can never put myself... In some in, in a main character's shoes in a video game because it's me essentially. And that's like, no very interesting. The, that yeah, you no say matter that. how the game decides to you know define really? me, in the end of the day, it's me playing and I can just fucking do whatever I want. Well, like in GTA, they try to portray you as a good guy and then I could just kill people <laughs> like immediately okay, after and there's no repercussions. Funny. That's why I like GTA so Five because it, it didn't try to do that. GTA yeah. Five, all the characters were <laughs> they didn't Horrible. try to be good people. Um, yeah, exactly. But or, uh, or even like, but even in GTA Five, like you have friends in it, and then you fucking run them over with a car, and then the next, like, you get out of the hospital, and they're like, "Hey, don't do that again." When they should be dead. There's oh, always yeah. that disconnect there. It's funny, but I, I mean, I really, it, when I think video games as art, what you're saying is essentially true that they will never be able to present themselves in a way that a film would and give you the same experience. Like that's true. But by being in the perspective of the player, you get an entirely new experience out of it. And so there's games yeah, I'm that not exist... say, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm saying mm-hmm. like it's totally different. And Roger Ebert is completely just on another wavelength. There's games that exist <laughs> yeah. that really take advantage of that. Um, mm-hmm. One of my favorite games ever is uh, The Witness, um, which came out 2015. 2016 2017 the witness it's by jonathan blow that is i i can't spoil anything but like that is one of the best examples of of video games being art and using the medium of a game and understanding that there is a person in the perspective of the player and using that to its advantage and it's not a story game that's what's crazy about it. it's not trying to be you know a heavy rain or last of us or, or anything you know it's 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 its own experience and it's so fucking difficult to describe but all i've got to say is that everybody should fucking play through the game and even when you get past the point where you think it's ended keep fucking going because there's a lot of yeah. crazy yeah. purposeful insane meta shit going on in this game it's 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 actually genius i would consider that game genius and what sucks about it what sucks about it actually is like you can't even get to the to to what i value so much out of it unless you like puzzle solving so if you if you go into the game and you've played the first like you know 10 minutes or whatever and you hate it and you hate the puzzles that you're doing in the game then I guess just put it down and look up something online. But it's such an important experience to play through yourself. If you like the puzzles, then you'll get so much more out of it just by playing through the whole thing. I cannot recommend it enough. It's awesome. Alex? I find it kind of... He's he's choosing his arguments without even, like, really considering it properly in terms of, like... There's a lot of overlap with um, the process of making, you know, like a film and a game, like... A game has writing, films have writing, 
there's production design and artistry and you know concept art and all sorts you know cgi there's those of overlap there so purposefully yeah. ignoring that is is just kind of ridiculous to well, me well yeah i mean it's just it's a stupid argument to make because that's like yeah that you know when movies came out there were people saying similar things about movies not being art when it's like okay well if you can ag- if we can agree that an actor's performance can be art if we can agree that um yeah. you know a- aesthetic design choices can be art if we can agree that a, a soundtrack can be art if you're agreeing yeah. that all of these things that are present in this game are already art separately how does it all of a sudden become not art by combining <laughs> yeah, them yeah. together that's what's stupid about it like you're exactly you can't yeah it, it's a dumb fucking thing to say <laughs> but yeah. i mean yeah he it, uh, he said some dumb things before but whatever he's still he was he was a great guy he was a very yeah. inspirational boy I mean, who knows? Maybe something will come along in like fifty years, and we'll be the same way. I mean, we will be saying that's yeah, not art. Like, we can only not, hope. I mean, that we can we'll say that with Vine that. or whatever. <laughs> yeah, like, Vine ain't art. Fucking hate that shit. Oh, Vine's gone. That's <laughs> I mean, anything's art. To try and make the yeah, argument that something's not art, it just seems like art. a silly thing to try and and do. Like, why Proposing. is it important to you that you can say that it's not art? You know. Mm-hmm. You can say it's of lesser value than other art forms if you want. Like, I consider, you know, uh, factory Marvel movies to be of lesser value than other artistic experiences that I've had, to me personally, yeah. especially. But it's still yeah. art. It's still art. It's and factory it's, and art, still, but it's still art. And still, that's a personal art. thing. Yeah. We got one more question here. All right. Because we're, we're, we're doing pretty well on time. So I think one yeah. more is warranted. This is a comfortable length for an yeah, episode, I think. Yeah. yeah. So... What are your favorite TV shows? Oh, this is from The Last Secret, by the way. The Last Secret asks, what are your favorite TV shows? I'm going to count ones that are on right now and then ones in general. Like, you know, what's so which first? Just of all time. Who gives a shit? Yeah, of all time and then we can um, narrow it down to what's on now. We should probably just get Breaking Bad out of the way. Is that <laughs> one of our lists, right? Yeah, uh, should we say Breaking Bad's disqualified? Because I think all three of us... No, I wouldn't. No. Oh, really? No, I dis- okay, well, I Breaking disagree. Bad's wow. my favorite. Really? There you go. You, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't put it on? No. I, like, so, I mean, I fucking love the shit out of the show, and I I own it, and I'm going to watch through it again at some point, but there's there's, like, entire... <laughs> Pretty much all of season two just sucked for me, in my opinion. Um, really? really? Season three was like, I was only watching season three because I was, I was still entertained and wanted to see uh, where it was going, but was expecting a total train wreck. And although half of season three was kind of a train wreck for me, um, it wound up getting better. And then season four was the best season, in my opinion. And season five was awesome. Season one was awesome. But yeah, season two... Dumpster fire, season three, Jeez. half dumpster fire, recovering out of a end, dumpster fire. I think the end of season two is a little weak with the, that I'm not going to spoil. This is a plane related yeah, thing. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. Like, that, that was fucking, that that was fucking dumb. There was a lot of dumb shit that happened in season two that was just like, come on. <laughs> and the fact they tried to build off. up to it was even uh, worse. Oh, yeah. Oh, the, the fucking clips that at the beginning me. of every episode. Oh, that was yeah. so poorly done. you're like, oh, man, what's going to happen? And then oh, it's just man. Like dumb shit. It's just dishonesty. <laughs> That's yeah. the only problem I have yeah. with the show. The rest of it's excellent. All yeah. these shows are going to have problems. Listen, making 50 hours of entertaining TV is yeah. very hard. So, like, for me to find... I don't think any show's perfect, but, you know. What about um, Better Call Saul on the same line? I hate it. It's... 
You hate it. Wow. It's so unnecessary and unimportant and does not does not really capture anything I loved about the original. I watched through the, through the first like three or four episodes of Better Call Saul and they just uh, I really like Better Call Saul. I, I do too. I completely I disagree. I think it's very I well think, written. I can't enjoy it. I tried. It, I think it's a totally different it's trying to be a totally different show than Breaking Bad. I'm sure at this point it's I love com- about it. It's so much but... slower and and not that Breaking Bad isn't character based but there ain't nearly as enough uh you know there's not as much violence or that was one of my um, crazy shit criticisms it's, is that it was really slow i yeah, felt like well, barely anything had happened in the like here i watched that, but the I, first... I find that so interesting that a show yeah, can so just take I. its time like I, this like it's fucking we're, we're like four seasons in and barely anything has happened I, um, <laughs> which i love here's yeah. I, mean, I mean again i've only seen the first like i don't know four episodes or something but the impression that i got from what i saw was that it would have worked much better if the episode lengths were like half like what it's like a 40 something minute show like an hour long I think so, thing yeah. and i know breaking bad was of that time frame right mm-hmm. and i feel like it kind of just felt obligated to to be in the same time frame and then just the the I, I totally what happens disagree. over the course of a single episode is just should have been in a 20 minute show for me personally but that's what's great about it is that it takes like I'm telling you, not much happens mm, in the show. Uh, like, I, the barely, what so happens in three seasons of Better Call Saul happens in like five episodes of Breaking Bad. I it's but not... it's you watch these characters just slowly shift and turn on each other and gain like gain alliances. It's so here. satisfying. I, it I get, is. I get that, but it, it it it's like it requires you to really give a shit about what's going on, and for me, it's like. I really don't. <laughs> I really yeah, don't. There's nothing that, that earns it for me. And if I'm going to have a show or a film, there's plenty of movies I love and plenty of shows I love that could be considered slow. What I want out of that, if you're going to have something slow, is I need some like amazing cinematography or you know something really substantive to just keep me going and keep me chewing and interested and not just like, oh, waiting for something to happen. Like, I don't, I don't watch Game of Thrones either. Like, I'm just... Hmm. I'm not interested in in this whole like oh hold out for you know just just keep watching ten I more episodes I swear of, um, something will happen at him like yeah, I'm not really interested think, in that shit I think, I think it's really gorgeous. stylish yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's not my kind of thing I mean I, a lot of people agree with you but I think yeah it's, yeah I understand it but personally I don't think it's feel so that way it shows I love that shows are doing this now where it's not like you know the episode of the week and we got to get like Aaron Sorkin, because I I listened to him talk and he talked about television, how you have to get all this shit out of the way in the first five minutes to get people invested. Yeah. And Better Call Saul is so slow, and Game of Thrones is so slow. I mean, not in the traditional sense, but Game of yeah. Thrones really They're doesn't pick up. They're unbearably slow for me. It doesn't pick up till the end of season three is when Game of Thrones gets oh, really good. See, that's just, it, I can't. <laughs> I know I that's I could that's never not do that. Su- I'm not like uh, it's, I, it's really good prior to season three. Like it's always good, but season just, three is when you realize it's all been building up to season three, and then from there, it's a release. I already know what happens anyway, and it's like I don't know. I, I I just I watched the first few episodes of Game of Thrones, and I was like, wow, I do not give a shit about anything that's happening right now. <laughs> and I just like I don't I don't want to feel an obligation to continue watching like fifty hours of shit so that I can yeah. start to care about something because apparently it's just so great that I care about it. Like I don't have, I don't want that kind of fucking investment, you know. Wow. Especially okay. if it continues well, and it's just getting that. shit anyway. I can understand it too, but 
I don't know. I the, the thing is, it didn't Adam, do anything to shows, earn my with interest. Both Better Call Saul and Game of Thrones. I started watching them and then stopped like around episode four and then left it for a while and then ended up coming back and watching the whole thing again. So I don't know. I, it, maybe it's just you got to wait for the whole thing to come out and then you feel more urged to just kind of watch yeah. the whole thing at once. Maybe I don't know. But that's what happened with me with the, with both of these shows. It's all right. You're allowed to be wrong I have sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I am. <laughs> what were you going to say, Alex? Um, one of my favorites is The Shield. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that one. No, I've heard I of it. Not. Um, it's like a police drama thing. It's very good. It's another one with like just really interesting characters that propel everything forward. Um, and Six Feet Under as well. I love it. I really, but I haven't really seen like it in so show. long. It's been a while, yeah, but it's a, that's a I, very, very good show as well. I was holding out for a Blu-ray that never happened. Oh, did really? it ever come out? I thought, I thought HBO would do it eventually. Show. Well, pff, apparently not. Not as big as The Sopranos, you know, fucking so. dickheads. <laughs> I was, <laughs> well, I was of... waiting for a fucking Blu-ray, and it just, it just never happened. That's a um, That's a shame. Yeah, Ralph. Uh, Sopranos, beside Breaking Bad, I think oh, Sopranos nice. is mine. Which, again, they kind of... Toward the end, it kind of falls off the rails, and they realize they ran out of ideas. It yeah. went on way too long, um, and I think they had a lot more planned with the mother character. And unfortunately, the the actress who plays her dies in season two, or oh. before season two started filming. So that ki- that kind of plot thread is just left by the wayside, and kind of everything is in the sh- in the show. But beside that, characters are great, and it's incredibly entertaining. Again, it's got that Italian charm that I love. Mm-hmm. So what are your favorite shows on right now? What's something you turn on right now? Like, oh, I can't wait for this to come on. And you sit in your fucking chair or whatever. Nirvana the band, the show. Uh, I, I, I did a video that. on it. Have you, sorry, oh, I, want to shout out, I want to shout out Kenny versus Spenny, too. <laughs> I love Kenny versus Spenny. You nice. introduced me to that shit. Nice. I love it. Um, yeah, Nirvana the band, the show is awesome. It's like probably the best current show. Maybe. I don't know. It depends what you're looking for. I, I really yeah, love it. it. Does. Yeah, in terms of like shows that aren't on anymore, um, Six Feet Under's up there for for sure. But it's just like oh, I haven't seen it in so long. I don't even really yeah. remember like the last time I saw it. At, like I could completely drastically change my opinion by the time I watch it again. I don't know, but it's a very, Six Feet Under is a very important one to me for sure. Awesome show. Mm. Um, everybody's been. I said I would make a, a video on this uh, this show, and a lot of people are waiting for it. And I'm trying to. I just watched through it again, and I, I'm gonna try and find some time to squeeze this video into my other video schedule. Uh, Moral Oral. Have you ever seen it? Oh yeah. Moral Oral. It's great. Yeah, that's the guys who made uh, Anomalisa. Yeah. Um, One of them. Yeah, Dino uh, Stamtopoulos, he yeah. produced Anomalisa, but he didn't really have his hand in it. He kind of just threw money at Anomalisa. It wasn't, but it wasn't it the was, same animation people who did it, too? Um, the director, peop- uh, the, director the Duke Johnson worked on Moral Oral, yeah, and um, I think he directed some episodes, or maybe he directed bef- the like special before Oral or whatever. But yeah, I would... Uh, Moral Oral, the three seasons that there are, I would highly, highly recommend watching all three seasons in order. Yeah. yeah. All Absolutely. three seasons. You have to, have to watch all three seasons. And the episodes are only like 11 minutes long anyway. So it's just like, okay. it's the length of a long movie anyway. So it's not a huge investment, but 
man, they they really they really fuck with you. They really fuck with you in that really? show. It's crazy. Yeah, but that's another it's, one that takes time to get started. I mean, it doesn't get really good till well, season two. But it's not that's when it gets. That's when it gets like how iconic it is now. I mean, cult anyway, cult classic. Just what makes the show insane and just something that has, no show has ever been before is shit that you need to watch all three seasons for. But it's not like yeah. it's not like episode one. It's like nothing happens. It's like it's it, on its own. The whole first season, second season, all that shit. It's a very hilarious, watchable show, regardless. So it's not like don't don't treat it in the same vein as like you know Game of Thrones <laughs> or boring, something, where like literally nothing yeah. happens. <laughs> yeah, don't don't, happens. don't treat it the same as those. They, they, <laughs> it's it's a, moral oral is almost like two experiences in one, and it gradually shifts into the second experience by the time that it ends, and it's it's. One of the most unique experiences I've ever gotten from any kind of show ever. It's you've never seen anything like it before. Alex, um, I was big on House of Cards until the last season sucked, and now that's all ruined. <laughs> but oh, now we've got so Mindhunter there. Yeah, that's good at least. Um, I was big into that when that was on, and I also saw another show called The End of the Fucking World. I've heard good um, things recently. Um, the first episode, um, I started watching it and was like, this is really kind of embarrassing. Um, but it, it does sort of have a payoff. Um, so if anyone's put off by like the first 10 minutes of the show, um, just get through it and then it does get a lot better and it's really thoughtful and nice. It's like Mindhunter too. I thought the first episode was super weak. Yeah. Yeah. I normally give, give shows like two or three episodes before I'll give up if I'm not getting on with it. I give them, I give them like half a season. Yeah. It really depends. There's some shows where you can tell it's never going to get better. But there's True. other shows where it's like, hmm, depending yeah. well, on where things go, this could Sheldon, get crazy. Yeah, and... like... <laughs> yeah. yeah, 10 out of 10, Young Sheldon. Favorite show. <laughs> what about um, Fargo? Do any of you guys watch that one? I don't I, like that show. Someone asked it. Alex, because I don't like it. it. I don't like it at all. And someone said like that you did. Show. No, yeah, I really I like it. I think it's like someone saw the Coen brothers and like, oh, I can do that. And some fucking moron from, well, from the, together. From the first season. <laughs> from the first, the beginning of the second season was like laughably bad, and I shut it off. I couldn't. Take really. It. The special effects are bad. I don't like the way it's shot at all. I don't like the style of it. I don't like any of the characters. I like Martin Freeman in it, and I like Billy Bob Thornton kind of. In the first season, yeah. Yeah, they they kind of helped me through it, but I thought the plot was so boring, yeah. and just mm. like yeah, okay. You, you My favorite season Fargo. was the one from uh, last year. The second um, one? The third one, with Ewan McGregor as the main oh, character. Oh, they're already up to season three? Mm-hmm. Oh my god. I really like it. Okay. You can be um, wrong, too, sometimes. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to get into my favorite show right now. Go on, then. Because I love this shit. It's Mr. Robot, which I bet neither of you have watched. I, hope I watched the first few episodes of that show as well, and then gave up. Oh my god. How, dude? <laughs> because I, because it didn't I, it I I you know, it was like the first episode I watched I was like that was all right. Kept watching and it just continued oh. to be all right and I was like, well, it's I don't like the <laughs> idea like I obviously have very different opinions on TV shows, it seems. I I feel like I'm being manipulated sometimes like the, there's the shows are dependent on me caring about things that they don't earn 
Mr. Robot was just one of those things where it's like, it's decently shot. The acting's kind of all right. It's f- fine. I like the main guy. I forget his name. Remy or whatever. Remy the actor Malik. is Remy. Elliot. Yeah, it's all, it's all well made, but it's just like, it's... Uh, I, there's nothing to keep me interested in watching the next episode, really. I'm just... I really don't care where things wind up going. It just, it's, it looks like a very decent all right experience that if i continued the whole thing i would say like that was all right because that's how i felt watching the first three episodes is that was all right i don't know say what you want about it i just love well first of all it really takes its time i love shows that i think we differ kind of in this way i love shows that plan the whole thing out one grand story Mm -hmm. and then just kind of take its time with every little element i mean you say they haven't earned certain characters you don't like them yet and they haven't earned that that's because mr robot really knows when it needs to do that and when not to and it spends the whole first season on elliot basically and all these other characters are just there to serve his little bullshit story going on and then season two something happens and it's really focuses on everybody else and then season three becomes about like it's not even about the the main characters anymore it's about some other political movement i mean they're still going on they're still active in it but it's also a show that we were saying earlier how there's certain games that can only they use the medium of video games to uh you could only I get what you're trying essentially, to say. <laughs> yeah essentially tell the story by only a video game could tell this story and yeah. mr robot feels like it uses the medium of television in such a creative way to be able to tell a story in a way that no other medium ever could, you know? Hmm. And yeah. I think it's just fucking brilliant. I think every all the acting is great. The way it's shot is unlike anything else. I mean, I know it's King's Speech, but I mean, <laughs> the, way, the framing style anyway. But I, I just, just I, I adore it. I think there's nothing else like it. And it might be one of my it might be my favorite show when it's all said and done, but I gotta give it two more seasons. Hmm. I don't know. So. I'm just uh, not, I didn't I didn't feel it. I just it, it feels like people have lower expectations for shows than they do for films. <laughs> that's that's all it feels like to me. Is I, wow. I just, there's there I I watch shows in the same way that I watch movies when I'm judging all qualities of it. And I'm not, not trying to imply like oh yeah everything needs to be short. Like there's many series mm-hmm. that I recommended on my last 2015 list video, obviously that were you know lengthy, you know. But there was there was nothing about it that would make me interested if i were watching a film and there's nothing about it that you know it's 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 just a really passive experience and i i feel like if it was a film i would i just think like man i would have been done this thing already (laughs) you know like i don't want to have to continue watching it when i'm just not getting anything out of it yeah well it takes you can't convince me that using those yeah i know you can't do that it's (laughs) just what you have to do it just takes act one of the story essentially and stretches it out you know and I, I think, love that. I it's think, like we're we're gonna tell a movie, but we're gonna do it over fifty hours. That's fine. Of, and you know uh, what? Two. If it's okay, let's 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 put that into perspective then. So, um, let's say it's a fifty-hour movie, right? Mm-hmm. The first three episodes. I say that with a lot because I think three episodes is a pretty fair amount of time to dedicate for something and determine whether or not you want to keep going for a television show. Yeah, if let's, sure, if, in the traditional yeah. sense, but not for Mr. Robot. Yeah. Let's say let's, <laughs> by season by episode 5 it gets fucking nuts and you're like what well, is let's this? Well, let's say let's say an entire season like is what I should have watched. Let's let's say okay. that. Um okay. let's say it's a a uh 
let's let's just even be really generous and say like a 30 hour experience um of a movie let's say that i think that Mm -hmm. watching the first three hours of that like if we translate that into a film like there's plenty of movies where i watch the first 20 minutes and i'm like there's nothing i give a shit about like and i just wind up turning them off i don't think that there's anything wrong in doing that yeah i oh we differ there it's like i, I want Elliot was a great character and i wanted to follow him through anything it was mildly intriguing episode. but there was nothing mm-hmm. <laughs> that i gave a shit okay. about that's fair that's fair <laughs> alex you should watch it yeah i'm going to yeah the first like 20 minutes of a movie you should be able to judge whether or not you want to keep watching well, I'd say by the end of a pilot episode, that's the inciting incident, right? Kind of? Oh, yeah, but I watched so past I, that. I, I watched the first three. Uh, first three, okay. So yeah, first... I watched the first three to determine whether <laughs> or not I want to do the fucking math all we want, but we're never going to get it quite right. Yeah. And then there's some episodes of Mr. Robot that are just complete waste of time, <laughs> but they're um, great. <laughs> oh, okay. There's, a, yeah. there's, a, there's an episode in, in uh, season two, like in the middle of season two, where... Um, it turns into a sitcom from like the eighties and like most of it's completely pointless and it serves kind of a point thematically toward the end, but overall it's pointless, but it's such a fucking great <laughs> little episode. I, I just wanted to um, get your guys' opinion on a show that I feel was great. And then immediately turned to shit. True detective. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. God. Yeah, yeah. The second season was just, bizarre so how many episodes of the second season ralph did you watch before you decided you didn't want to continue or did I you watch the whole it. thing i watched the whole thing because i like did you have yeah, me too. a chance did you know that you hated it within the first few <laughs> few episodes of the season i well i hated vince vaughn basically instantly the moment i saw him and it only went down from there so vince vaughn was completely I, i'm not even sure what he was or what he did to be honest I didn't know what was happening through most of the show. I thought Colin Firth was kind of good. Um, but yeah, it, the whole thing felt to me like it wanted to be a trippy, weird L.A. show. But it also maintained that, that serious, somber tone from the, the first season that worked so great for it. Yeah. And it ended up just being like this fucking mesh of just like – it didn't know what it was or who the characters were or what it yeah. wanted to be. And it just kind of really failed. On every it just, level, it, yeah, it's there. It's it had nothing going for it. It was miserable too. No, oh, miserable! Absolutely, it was and absolutely not miserable, miserable in a good way. Like no, no, the no. first season was. Yeah, the first season was compelling, compellingly miserable. Yeah. First season the second was awesome. season was, was just miserable. Uh-huh. Season of a TV show. It was its own miniseries. Really, it feels yeah. wrong to call them seasons. They're like separate it shows, does. basically. I feel like they should have just because then there's the show, The Night of, which is very similar. Oh yeah, yeah, I've tone. seen that. Yeah, and it's great. It's excellent. I, I would consider that more of a true detective thing than I would fucking yeah. the second season of True Detective, even though there's not yeah, really a detective in it. And that's that. We have made it to the end. We now get a movie recommendation from yours oh. truly, Alex. This the is the very end. Um, yes. So I've I've been stuck on um, three different choices. Um, Rut row. So I'm gonna. <laughs> It's it's because I, 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 I was I was telling Ralph I really wanted to pick a movie that at least one of you two hasn't seen. Um, Good luck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I said that's what I said. I said you've fucking seen everything, so I, I don't know what the best would be to pick. But um, I'll I'll just say the the genre, and you say um, which one would sound more interesting to you. Okay. Oh, what? Oh, 
Because dude, just pick one. We'll watch it. Uh, okay, okay. Because I mean, there's, um, I mean, he's nervous. I, we're gonna go like, can, oh, we we've seen that, and we scoff gonna, at you. We're gonna bully <laughs> him. It's just a, a gonna film bully that, um, about this. Okay, uh, this is the one I would choose then. It's okay, a film okay. that um I I find uh it's quite important to me, and I think there's a lot to say about it. Um, so a little movie called This Is England. Interesting. Have you, uh, I'm aware have of the director, it? and that's on my watch list, but I haven't seen it yet. You haven't oh! seen? Oh, oh, hell yeah! Uh, he found Woo! one. I did it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh okay. My okay. God. I'm happy. I made the yeah, right, the right that's decision. It's been on my watch list for a while. So. Okay. Awesome. That's good. Perfect. Brilliant. Okay. Good. That's that's so. that's my pick. Then this is England. Check it okay, out. Okay. Cool. For next yeah, episode. Shane Meadows. Dang. Yeah. So, I'm uh, curious what every... you guys will think. It's um very English, and uh, if you're like an American, like Ralph, you might. Want subtitles? I don't know. Yeah, I bash on you people, but you, I love your comedy. So They're very I, northern, uh-huh. um, I think, in the there movie. Was, um, I think there was an episode of the newest Black Mirror season where I needed subtitles. I don't remember which one. So, I have more yeah, difficulty with like mind. Irish or Scottish accents. They're not Irish or Scottish, but they do have very thick northern accents. Are they, are they, me, like, so. are they like Fish Tank? You ever see that movie, um, Fish Tank? I've never seen it, so I can't. Okay. Make a well, fair comparison. Oh. Yeah. Okay. okay, well, yeah. Check it out. Awesome. Good pick. Way yeah, to go. Nice oh, Al Capone from uh, Boardwalk Empire. Is in this. No, no <laughs> bully today. So if anybody uh, listening to the podcast wants to have the context for our next discussion, you should also watch this film. We will be talking about it. You'll hear our discussion in two weeks from now. So you'll have two weeks to watch the film. And uh, it's going to be a spoiler discussion, uh, just like Houseu was. So, um, yes, sir. watch the movie, and you can be, uh, you know, uh, listen and pretend you have friends. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, too real. I'm sorry. <laughs> and that's it. We are We're your friends. Done. Yeah, too true. We all care right. about you. Oh yeah, yeah. If you want to support us, we all got our individual YouTube channels. Uh, some of us have Patreons. Everything's linked in the description. And we should also have linked in the description the channels that we recommended earlier. So that should be oh, yeah. if you want to check Definitely. out Magnus Prophecy and those other people. Um, mm-hmm. Thank you. And for also head over listening. to the Reddit if you want to leave questions. And stuff. We're going to have a thread there so you can leave some yeah. questions for us for next week's podcast. Yes, you can ask us questions. We will answer them. That That is all. My voice just cracked. I'm dying. <laughs> nice. Okay. All right. Goodbye, maybe, everybody. Yeah, bye, bye. 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 See everyone. Get some sleep. <laughs> 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 <laughs>